same guy different movie i am your host jared jack along with our very melodical levi dunning hello hey uh and our always cheerful uh tyler lb hey everybody that isn't the voice of christmas cheer i don't know what is <laughs> hey christmas guys. in june not even july stinky tea's gone i'm back we're gonna have a good time what happened to Stinky? Where'd he go? Uh, he died in a tap dancing accident. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Was he the one tap dancing, or was someone tap dancing and killed him? It's the la- it's the latter. <laughs> it was a so real mess. Like yeah, he didn't seem there. like the tap dancing type. <laughs> it was a real mess. And someone like, like they, tap, they tap danced over him, or they were tap dancing near him, and it like gave him a heart attack. Like, paint a picture for the Wikipedia. Well, he went to go. S- we went to go see this show. And uh, it was called uh, Your Mother's a Clogger. And uh, they got about 50 <laughs> women on that stage. They got about 50 of those women on that stage, and uh, they had it mic'd up. And, and that just wasn't good for his pacemaker. That was real rough. And uh, oh, God. <laughs> I thought he was just having fun. But uh, no, nah, he yeah, was... Yeah, you thought he was dancing along. Yeah, but he was dead. <laughs> well... R.I.P. Stinky T. We'll never hear from you again. Love you, Stinky T. It'd be a real shame if he came back one day and scared us all. He's I. He also he seems like the kind of guy that would have a lot of enemies. So I was imagining it was like a they're tap dancing on his grave it now may, situation. It may have been a coordinated effort. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. felt like some. It felt like um, someone actually gave those those tickets. So I don't know if they knew. I don't know if I walked him into this peril or not. But I feel pretty torn up about it. Well, it was weird that they made him put a Bluetooth adapter into his pacemaker before he came into the show. Um, like, you, I, I, I would have thought something was a little weird with that, but he's just like, oh, yeah, it's part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't sound like that. Don't disgrace his memory with a Muppet <laughs> voice. Like well, if I heard his real he voice, He was a serious just, disc jockey. If I heard his real voice right now, I don't know what I'd do. You probably wouldn't be able to carry on. No. Well, that's the episode, everyone. Um, we, yeah. <laughs> so we're going... <laughs> Episode four. What are we on now? We're on episode four. Yeah, it's it's uh, the golden years, baby. Is this episode four? Oh yeah, because yeah. this is Jared's pick. So this is the first rotation. We've made it all oh, the yeah. way through, baby. Happy anniversary. Season one, episode four. If by episode five and six we're not hitting our stride, uh, everyone can just stop. But this is Burn really all building. Down. Yeah, we're building right now. Uh, so as Levi mentioned, uh, we're doing Jared's pick, uh, which is the uh, the uh, indomitable um, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, Woo! wow. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yeah, we're excited about it. It's, it's Tyler, yeah. Every time Tyler does that, it sounds so like he's just like, and woo fucking who. <laughs> that's, uh, like, yep, that's, yep, uh, that's my mom at every sporting event. If her just trying to be supportive. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Go team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but we are excited for Jeff Goldblum. It was, it was my mom's, it was my mom's suggestion. She texted me personally and she said, you need to pick Jeff Goldblum. She actually had her, her secretary text me 
so she texted no way. her directly. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't, doesn't have a secretary, although she could. She's a professional. Yeah. Okay. But, she went on Fiverr, hired someone to be her secretary. Yeah. I, I'm gonna stop goofing for a second because we have some housekeeping to do. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Okay. Uh, did, I got some housekeeping to do. Do we call yeah. this uh, Levi's Correction Corner? What's the name of this segment? <laughs> it's called Keeping House. It's called Keeping House, yeah, and it's literally. I'm in a different house, so that's the first housekeeping. Is that I'm not in my house, but also my house isn't my house as our three listeners know it, because I moved to Houston. I'm here with my boys. Hey. I'm in Jared's apartment, um, and uh, that that's the first thing I want to get out of the way because it's a big deal. I'm no longer in the closet, the recording closet. I'm out in Jared's apartment. Still in the closet, though, other ways. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry. It was, it was I'm out. Joke. That's why I said I'm out in Jared's apartment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, so that that that's literally I'm in a different house. But I went back and I did some research uh, on Bobby's. Ooh, because we're, Bobby research. Because we're, we're into Bobby's on this podcast. Um, and I, I just – I want to avoid – sloppy work i want the pod to be 100 percent bobby accurate yeah we're uh, bobby boys. free yeah we don't want any sloppy work because we're the bobby boys any and what if in our future what if we're up for the nobel in bobby's one day and they say hold on you guys missed this thing early on anyway um there's we, two bobbies we have advanced the study of bob bobbitry we i mean who, bob bobbicks yeah we <laughs> Rope, yeah we are like the the angel of death to <laughs> I'm not gonna do a mingle. What joke. are we talking um, about right now? <laughs> okay, there's two there's two Bobbies that we missed. Alright. So in the nice guys, the kid on the bicycle is named Bobby, and we didn't oh, shout out shit. our boy. He had a and Bobby okay. energy. He had a Bobby energy, and I think Gosling has some fun, okay. you know, jokes with him. He tells him to fuck off or just, whatever. Just raise there's my a bigger hand. one though. Just raise my yeah, hand and I realized the audience couldn't see me raise my hand to speak. should we distinguish, by the way, between superior and lesser bobbies superior bobbies being bobbies with the first name bobby last names like a place and then lesser bobbies being like little boys named bobby well there's and, like true bobbies and there's little boys named bobby well and then okay. here's the third one so this one's kind of big the other one that we missed uh in wild laura dern's character's name was bobby <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> she, Does that she doesn't mean we really... have to like Wild now? Well, we all like Laura. I remember we were all like uh, Laura Dern in this movie. Is is something really special? Even never if we said all her character's name once. <laughs> exactly, and her yeah, her name is Bobby uh, with an I, which I feel like is kind of a special thing because yeah. it's Bobby with an I. It's a female Bobby. She doesn't she doesn't really have a last name listed on IMDb. And I remember her daughter changed her name to Strayed like a stray dog. We're not going to get onto it. But I just wanted to—I wanted to admit to the to the folks out there, we missed a couple of bobbies and we'll never do it again. So ever. put the corrections on our Wikipedia, please. We've 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 caught it. Bobby Call off count. the dogs. Call off the dogs. You can stop tweeting us. We know. Yeah, cancel the drone strike. We figured it out. We remembered the bobbies. Sorry, guys. You can stop riding yeah, that's now. It. Whoa! Oh no, I have one more. I have I have I have one more. Um, <laughs> that's. God damn it. Um, so uh, I also mentioned when we were talking about Kyle McLaughlin that he has a winery in Willamette Valley oh, yeah. in Pino, Oregon Pino. Uh, it's actually in Walla Walla Valley in Washington State. Uh, I was wrong about the region. My mom called me out on it. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize to my close personal friend, Kyle. Uh, 
and to my mom. And then one more correction corner, one more correctional corner. My mom really likes Wild at Heart, and she bought the soundtrack. And I said apparently that she didn't like it, and and I'm sorry. She drove over to correct that one. She said, "How dare she, you?" I got. Yeah, yeah. She, she almost took back your poster of Wild but, at Heart. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm curious. By the way, could I get just a snippet of what she like? Uh, what was what was her take about that? Oh, she said. Well, she said it had a great soundtrack, and that she bought the soundtrack. Um, and the snakeskin jacket to express her individuality. Yeah, her. Yeah, that's right. What is it? It's uh, her belief in personal freedom and individuality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but she didn't. She didn't give me. You know, she didn't give me her star rating or whatever. Um, but she she said she liked it and she bought the soundtrack and I'm I'm sorry. I just gotta I gotta get that out of the way. I. Complete side note, just I, I know we keep talking about past episodes. I've been making other people in my office watch Wild at Heart, and it's been funny watching the gamut of people's reactions to it. <laughs> uh, first guy was like, well, that was something. The next guy was like, what did you do to me? And then the third guy turned it off after 30 minutes. So, hey, he's a quitter. Sometimes, sometimes the 10th person is going to stab you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> play this in the court proceedings, and they, they, they'll get off. It's fine. Yeah, I, uh, I I I feel like um, that movie is a very Jared movie, and Jared is also a person that you wouldn't be like, maybe you wouldn't like this. You're just like, yeah, watch the thing. I watch everything. Why would you not watch everything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got to experience this. It's a yeah. thing. You're a yes man if there ever was one, bud. Yeah, he's all about the experience. That's why, you know Jared's like ringmaster voice? Jared, you know the one I'm talking about? Oh, God. Ooh, that thing. Ooh. Oh. oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's got big Goldblum energy. <laughs> Ooh, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Well, it just seems like <laughs> you that that character and Jeff Goldblum would like meet at a sex party or something. <laughs> like they're yeah, but they're we're both just, like, just sitting just in the corner deviants. having a nice cognac. Like we're not eating grapes. We're just there, just going like, "Ooh, this is kind of fun." Yeah. Have yeah. you heard, have <laughs> you learned about that that fun fact about Goldblum? By the way. I tried to proposition a prostitute when he was thirteen, with five dollars. No. Yeah. And then, with and five dollars. Yeah, he like told us the story. Like he stole five bucks from his dad, to and then he like went to the red light district, where he was living, and like picked a lady, and like he started walking back with her, and then he said he got nervous, and was like, "What time is it? Oh, I'm gonna, I'll be right back." And he like left. <laughs> he was like thirteen. Oh my god. Yeah. What? When? When would that have been? Like late sixties. I mean, was he born fifty three or fifty seven? I can't remember. He probably could have gotten away with it. It might have been different 53. era. Yeah, uh, I mean, a, a dark featured, gangly Jewish boy with five dollars in his pocket. It's worth yeah. a lot more back then. Yeah, I got other fun yeah, facts well, by the way that we'll, we'll talk about. But well, yeah, oh, do we, we want to go we can... straight into conspiracy corner? Uh, no, it's okay. Or no, just no, no. Fun fact, well, I, no worries. Fun fact junction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, I has anything else happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, we have this bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, has anything else happened that's that's noteworthy? He, like, like, go, uh, like uh... Yes, he didn't have kids until, like, three years ago or whatever. Oh, yeah, his wife is 37 or something. Yeah. <laughs> she's like age. an Olympic athlete. Yes, she's yeah. also contortionist, <laughs> which makes a lot of sense. Like, I feel like that's super up his alley. Um. He, yeah, we've been he, we were talking about this the other day, and someone's like, "Yeah, Jeff Goldblum can get it." Yeah, he's. Were, he's were you the person a... that said he's the hottest sixty-eight-year-old man? 
I he's sixty seven. Yes, and I did say that the other night. I well, and I I was thinking about it. I looked up some other people, you know, because hot, hot actors that don't look their age and are a little bit older. Like I I know Keanu and Tom Cruise are like kind of phenoms, but I would love if somebody has a candidate for somebody that is sixty seven years old or older that is more fuckable than Jeff Goldblum. I please put him in my, put him in the inbox because I just I think I'm convinced that there's there's never been a hotter 67 year old. Now you got me thinking. Do so they have to be famous or just a, a really fuckable 67 well, year old? The argument too, though. I, I think they have to be famous <laughs> because otherwise we're just gonna get your your inbox yeah. is gonna be full of just random yeah. 67 year olds. There's this guy with really like, blue eyes that blue. saw at HEB. Fuck you. Uh, no, I, yeah, 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 exactly. Well, um, the thing I'm about, a, I'm a have to be an actor. from Idaho. Well, life expectancy with it was different. So, like, you could argue that Brando in his 50s is the same as, like, Jeff Goldblum in his late 60s. You Brando I mean? in his 50s was not hot, though. I'm, like, Alexander well, the Great in his 30s is, like, Goldblum. He was tanned in his and covered in butter. Yeah. That was hot. <laughs> You're right. It's, it's all about the hot. What's hot is hot, and hot has <laughs> changed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think he's the hottest sixty-seven-year-old to ever live. Have you, did you have you guys watched him on Conan? No. Go there's a there's a supercut called like Jeff Goldblum is weird on Conan, <laughs> and it's just Co- Goldblum touching Conan for like <laughs> twenty minutes and like staring into his eyes and Conan being so uncomfortable with the fact that jeff goldblum clearly wants to have sex with him it's, like, <laughs> it's it's maybe the most like charged energy i've ever seen okay. oh I'll my god be, he was on craig ferguson I'll i have be, to go watch all of these i'll, I'll be, be totally honest watch. didn't have as much a clue like i honestly kind of thought goldblum was like an ironic heartthrob for a lot of ladies and and men but until after... you saw him come out of the machine and earth girls are easy <laughs> well no it was that well that but like I didn't realize like uh, until after I watched all these movies and learned a little bit more about him as a like his life, you know, marriages and this and that. I realized like, oh, this guy, he's kind of like the prince of actors, prince the the artist, R.I.P. Like, I didn't realize he's. I, I have this subtle suspicion, not subtle, but I have the suspicion that like he's much more of like uh, a very sexually awakened person more than I think most people know. You know I mean, what I mean? Oh, dude, jazz. yeah. He has to be. Yeah, well, and like his he's, marriages, he, yeah, his marriages kind of come and he's go. He's the personification of jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all about how it hits you in the body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He he yeah. is a traveler on the ocean, on the yeah. vast ocean that yeah. is sexuality. He, he stays super sh- uh, healthy and fit, like, and he's in his 60s, like, he looks great, like, and I feel like he's got, he stays that way, I mean, I think because he's a health nut, or I think he said that he's like a self-proclaimed health nut, but also it's like, you, you're you're staying in action like you're staying in action you know in that way too when you're staying that healthy like 67 like he's tight man he's got like he's still got like muscly arms on him you know what i mean yeah, it's good. Good. that's why i made the joke about the sex party yeah yeah when you said that i was like that was more water than i think i think i, I feel like he would go to a higher yeah. caliber sex party than i could get an invite to though that's the only problem yeah yeah yeah, I'm not Jared, quite on that be level in the yet. basement of his sex like he's, party. Like okay. this guy, I, I that's think acceptable. he's. I would believe you if you said he went to a goop party. You understand what I'm saying? Goop oh, the when you feel like he's better than thing. Goop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think so. Jared would be like at the sex party, 
of like the guy who delivered pizza to Jeff Goldblum's sex party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like at his yeah. apartment, you know. <laughs> 6 degrees of sex party bacon. I just remembered who our listener base is and I regret all of the sex party jokes. Oh yeah, I, I want to say thank you to all of our aunts uh for listening. Uh we've done shout outs to our mom. I got to do shout outs to my aunts. Yeah. Thank you. I've been I feel like I've been I know this will be the last no time you ever listen and I appreciate it. I've been trying my best to not cuss, so. And I'm a better man for Shout it. Shout out Jared's aunt. And not mine. They've been giving us good notes. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I, I agree. I I, I think uh, the least we can do is is stop talking about Jared attending sex parties for their benefit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bare minimum of what we can accomplish for yeah. them. Uh, yeah, I uh, I agree. So, yeah, with, so I, I, before we get to Conspiracy Corner and Cocktail Corner... I want to ask Tyler about powder. <gasps> you want to talk about powder? I kind of do. Let's talk about powder, baby. Let's talk it's about powder, baby. I want to know what your it. relationship with powder is. My relationship with that movie is it it probably doesn't exist, and it's just a fever dream from when I was sick at home as a kid, and I'd see it on TV. But I'm still think I still Wait, powder was your sense? sick at home movie. No, like when you're sick and then you wake up and it's on TV and you still think you're dreaming, like it's that kind of movie. Oh, okay. Like it's very strange. I thought it was like I'm sick. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on to make myself feel better. <laughs> no, I just I'm convinced. It's like for me, that's that's Muppets Treasure Island. But oh oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Powder. I watch Powder <laughs> when I'm sad and sick. <laughs> yeah. I I so for the listeners who don't know Powder, uh, it's about a a weird homeschooled genius. Uh, uh, who's and his covered in baby powder g- and can't get it off. God bless him. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of. I don't know if it's explained. I haven't seen Powder, but I just wanted to know why Tyler liked Powder because I've got a. My mom was in an acting class with Powder. Uh, what? With Sean Patrick Flannery. Wow. Okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, this he was just... apparently the worst like he would sit in the back and like throw shit at people and make fun of people oh my god um and i i know this because i was into boondock saints when i was 12 like everybody is and my mom would just be like that guy is such a prick like they apparently were in some acting class together and he was like the like the worst person in the world i i I apologize if i'm misquoting my mother but i remember the stories being just that he was terrible yeah no i mean i just like I don't like powder, but I don't not like it either. I think it holds significance for me in that, like, it's just one of those strange movies that I never made sense of as a kid. So, like, a lot of the images and stuff have just kind of stuck with me in my head, and they're kind of, like, branded into my, my psyche. Um, there's because a couple movies like so that. distinct and strange, too. Yeah, like, when you see a scary movie when you're a kid, and you don't even, you don't even remember. Like, I feel like everybody has one of those. Like, you saw this, this strange thing on television or something, and you didn't make any sense of it, and it's, like, still with you. And you might come yeah, across yeah. it again. And sometimes you do, and you're like, oh, man, that's what that is? And, yeah, so that's kind of that for me. I have a lot of those from, like, video store horror movies where it's, like, yeah. instead of what it's about or what the thing, there would be, like, a, you know, an impression of, like, the colors of the visage of the monster. Yes. You know, like, yeah. just, like, like impressions of, of the thing that scared me on the box when I was a kid or whatever. Yeah. Also, it's a Texas movie, Something you know what like I'm that. saying? So. Powder? Yeah. It was filmed in Texas. Yeah. 
Powder facts. Next week, we're going to talk about powder again. Hot powder takes. I watched yeah. 10 other movies. I did not watch powder. I want to get to the movies I did see. Yes. Okay, well, we got to do we got to do Conspiracy Corner and Cocktail Corner. And right. also, before we get to that, I have one more thing. This is kind of housekeeping. I just want to say that I really appreciate doing this with you guys, and I wanted to express to the three people that listen uh, just that I love. I've been loving doing this. It gives my life a lot of structure, especially yeah. in these kind of weird times. Just giving yourself a syllabus of movies to watch has brought a lot of structure and meaning. And even if nobody ever listens and it's bad forever, hey, we I know think we have I'm at least watch... thirty listeners. I think I'm going to continue to do that. You know, you just give yourself watch these ten and learn about this person. It's like going to school for something that's really fucking dumb. You know, I much prefer this subject to quite a few of my classes. Yeah, I just I just wanted to say that. Also, want to you know, yes, I thank add you, on listeners. That. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you very much. You wanted to add on to that? I was just going to say it also brings me joy. That's it. And I wanted to thank everybody for listening, whoever listened. I appreciate it. And you. also, give us five-star ratings. If you don't oh, yeah, can fucking you rate, rate us, us five, five stars. Can you rate us five stars on Apple so you yeah. can hide the ones that we did, not knowing that our name showed up on those? You can also yeah, make up whatever you want. five stars on Apple. Yeah. Well, make no, up. it's yeah. Five, as long as it's five stars, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, say, and you can make up anything about me. Whatever gets me and us press over here, you can say you can say anything about me. I don't care. In- say including domestic terrorism. Absolutely. Well, and also tell us tell us who's hottest and and why. And who's notest. Um I wait, if, who's hot and who's not every week. Out of sixty seven year olds. Out no, out of seven billion people or more oh, okay. than that. No, cool, cool, cool. Out of, yeah, I wanna know who's hot and who's not out of everyone in the entire world for you. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, All Tyler's right. Conspiracy Corner. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Tyler's Conspiracy Corner. Tyler's Conspiracy Corner. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me again in Tyler's Conspiracy Corner. I'm Tyler. So... I have to say, Joe Goldblum is a special case. He, uh, by the way, uh, Jared, if, when you're editing this, feel free to add some nice, nice, slow, uh, noir jazz behind me, like a little thumping bass line. Uh, let me go find some. But Jeff Goldblum is a special case. He's pretty squeaky clean for being a guy who might be a sex maniac. Not a sex maniac, but he's very... He's very awakened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I got nothing. The best I got is that when he worked on the movie Powder, uh, I learned that I learned that the director is a confirmed pedophile and also the same director of Jeepers Creepers 1, 2, and 3. And <laughs> Oh, Victor Salva? Yeah. And the crazy thing is, Victor Sava directed the first two, and then he got convicted for being a pedophile, and then wrote a script for Jeepers Creepers 3 and only made it by the grace of, like, 3,000 fans that donated money to him, I guess, or something. Jesus I might be wrong Christ. on the numbers. But anyways, um, but so that's the only thing. You know, it's that's like, the problem with Conspiracy well, Corners. You dig, like, not even that deep, like, six inches and it's like eh, there's a pedophile you're like pedophilia well, well okay here's the thing it's and here's well you guys know brian I'm, singer is getting awarded something by the academy this year well Fuck. yeah because he's because he's a really That's good director 2020 sucks. it doesn't matter 
Look, yeah, because X Men is, is so good. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. When you're Doc Phoenix is when even when you're a great person, if you work in showbiz, sometimes you work with a scumbag, you know. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, Jeff, uh, if I know you're listening, we love you. Keep doing what you do, and hey, um, yeah, I mean, if you if anybody else finds something uh conspiracy related like maybe he's a lizard man or he's the one that's putting the fluoride in the water let me know uh hit us up at uh, our email address but I, I mean that's about it so uh take it away guys just like your baby's gmail.com thank you for listening this was tyler <laughs> uh with tyler's conspiracy corner have a wonderful day he is one of the few people who can make like a bride that's half your age work because he seems to be above suspicion of like creepdom you're even right though he's so you're right. Fucking weird. You're absolutely well, right. And because, like, I think because he's kept it tight. Like, <laughs> I think that's what like, makes it okay. He's hot enough for yeah. her. <laughs> like, Helen Mirren, yeah. if she had a husband that was, like, 30, that'd be cool. Like, I think if yeah. you've worked hard enough to where you're 67 and you look that good, well, right. I, I, like, the way it sounds is, like, she kind of pursued him, too. Like... You're saying We've Dame to... Judy Dench deserves a, a, a Hemsworth. Yeah, hey, J- Dame Judy Dench, uh, I know I'm not good enough for you, but hit me up. You're good enough for J- Dame Judy. No, you're not. That's None of us are. God, no. no one is. Yeah. I'm not good enough for M. Yeah, uh, I will go move into Cocktail Corner because it seems hey. like we need to, we need to – keep those wheels turning um so the gold bloom cocktail is called uh earth boys are boozy oh yeah um after earth girls are easy um we'll we'll post a picture with the episode it is blue i had to buy a bottle of blue curacao um what's curacao but i used an ounce curacao is uh in essence like dry curacao and orange curacao in essence are uh types of brandy that are like infused with other things um hmm. pierre so ferrand infused it, with blue well blue curacao is well that's what i'm saying in it the the original inception of curacao uh and you can still get like if you get a pierre ferrand dry curacao it is essentially a brandy um but blue curacao is barely curacao because it is just sugared like neutral grain spirit at this <laughs> point um <laughs> some of it is still made with grapes but it's yeah it's like it, it's so so not even a curacao anymore uh blue curacao is just blue it's sugar and it kind of i mean it doesn't taste bad but it also is really hard to work with because it tastes like a soda pop without the water and bubbles um it's just like syrup um so we used a little bit of blue curacao with uh, lime juice, charamba, or white rum. I charamba is like a it's like a like a Oaxacan or it's a, a cane spirit from the Michoacan. It's like white rum uh, with lime juice, lily blanc, and then uh, and we made a pineapple oleo. An oleosaccharin is when uh, you take citrus peels and a fruit, and then cover it in granulated sugar, and then the enzymes in the citrus and like the acid from the fruit and the citrus breaks down the sugar and turns it into a liquid so it was like a you know quasi tropical and kind of kind of silly oh and a dash of absinthe because you know 
it, I think gold it made blue, sense. You, you have to. Well, yeah, exactly. So it's like it's blue, it's absinthe, it's pineapple. It's like it's kind of it's kind of devious, but it's also really really fun and approachable and sweet. Um, and uh, it's pretty good. It's a little busy, but you know. We're not here to, Jeff Goldblum to, or your drink. <laughs> oh, hey, baby. Believe yeah, it or not, uh, this was the first you, time I had absinthe. <laughs> oh, no way. I don't. It's hard to believe. I know. Yeah. It yeah. seems like that would just be like a go-to drink of mine. Yeah, like an absinthe cocktail. That sounds I mean, like you don't. Re- yeah, you don't really just drink absinthe, but like. But I would. I've, I'm going to make you a death in the afternoon, and I bet you will start drinking champagne and absinthe all the time that sounds it is so great yeah it's one of i i don't i, I don't want to mention like people specifically but there's multiple of my close friends who are drinking those is the only time i've ever seen them be like dumb enough to where i would like not want to hang out with them <laughs> if, if it was like a repeat yeah. event wow <laughs> yeah. that's dangerous um, so yeah it's fun stuff um that's the goldblum cocktail and I like it, and I'm excited to make another. So, so what is our ranking scale for these these celebrity cocktails? Out of all the ones you've made so far, like where is this on your list? Well, what what do we say? Gosling was like a was like a Canadian lager with a cigarette stuck in it. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a fan of simplicity. And, yeah, and then I think. Uh, I think the Jemaine one was maybe the one that like I would I it's something I could never drink you know it tastes like a milkshake, but I think it's the most fun because it looks yeah. like it did in the movie. There's a fucking candy bar in it, and it's <laughs> like it was delicious. And I like I let I, you know I put a little bit of fun and some cool stuff in it with the you know doing the the mulling spices and the orange and the cognac and everything. But it's like I think that was my second favorite just because it was you know. It was chocolate milk with a Twix in it. Come on, we're here to dick around. We're here for the goose. That goofs. sounds great. Yeah, yeah. So do we? Uh, we want to get in the movies, boys. I'm ready. I, yeah, me too. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, first up on our list, and it is in order because Levi made sure it was in order, so I don't drive him crazy this time. Thank you. Uh, is the big chill? Just kidding. It's the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, my I just tensed up so hard, pulled a muscle. Uh. So invasion of the body snatchers. Um, my only trouble with finding this at first, I kept finding the '58 version, um, and I kept mm. be like, no, 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 I want the one from the '70s. The one everybody watches. Um, that one. Yeah. 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 And it's just it's a it's a surreal movie. Like it 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 starts with just all of these strange things. So it starts on like a planet, and there's smoke coming off of rocks, and all these interesting shots. And I don't know if you saw this. Like early on, there was just a priest swinging, like just staring at people. You know who that priest is? Uh, no. It's Robert Duvall. Of what? <laughs> Yeah, he he apparently was in ta- he was in San Francisco for the weekend and he he did the scene his pay was a jacket. He was given I, I, a jacket. I wrote that down in my notes scene. because it was so weird just him staring yeah. at the camera swinging. So Bob Duvall is now the jacket and Ryan Gosling is not the jacket. He's just the necklace cuz I fair. 
Yeah, he he did it. He did that scene for a jacket. Because yeah, he legally had to be paid, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, just uh, jacket me, baby. Give me your give me your fucking jacket. <laughs> Take it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give me a shirt, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, so he he did that for a jacket. I think it's pretty interesting. It's um, it's a wonderful movie. I like it. I agree. I, it's so I good. Love it. I love that they like forecast yeah. or like they they foreshadowed, forecasted, for foreshadowed like there was something weird with that guy when he didn't like sports anymore. It's like, oh, I don't like sports ball anymore. Obviously something's <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, he I I think yeah. this is also as as the first movie of our 10. I think it might be one of the best. Like it's early in Goldblum's career, so it's weird to say like that the movie used him perfectly. But yeah. he doesn't often get to play like paranoid, you know. Him, yeah. But so when when Donald Sutherland's on the phone at the party, also Donald Sutherland, no idea he was that good looking at one point because I've just always known. Are him you as fucking? A have you seen guy. Mash, dude? No, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> dude, Hawkeye guy. Pierce in Mash, so hot. Oh my god, <laughs> Dad, that one's for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Jeff Goldblum is just like talking to him while he's on the phone and you just like see him in a funhouse mirror and he's just like ranting and raving uh, yeah it's like great yeah and, he's talking to himself yeah yeah like you you get introduced to Jeff Goldblum at the party where he's talking shit about Leonard Nimoy's Leonard Nimoy's book. in it Leonard Nimoy is is the best he's ever been in it I think Leonard yeah. Nimoy is the best performance in that movie yeah, yeah, he's great in that movie. Better than Spot. Uh, 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 yes, it is dangerous yeah. that you are in the same house as me right now, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, call back to me being in Jared's apartment. But yeah, no, I, I think that Leonard Nimoy is the best performance in Body Snatchers. He's oh, so yeah. goddamn scary and ominous and and powerful. And it's like we were talking about the master and about Lancaster dot a little bit and just about how like, you know, this person is a charlatan because you trust them to be intelligent. So based on you being like Leonard Nimoy is smart. He's a doctor. He can't believe all of this. Therefore something is a, uh, is a foot here. And just to be able to establish all of that uh, in such a minor character, I think is a testament to the performance because he's so scary. Yeah. Just like him talking. Oh, yeah, yeah and something... I yeah he yeah. he's good. Um, I think Sutherland is is kind of doing less than he usually has to. Like he's not hyper charming or like turning it on in any way. But he was still great. Um, he's great, but yeah, and like, I there was I think such chemistry Bloom between him and the even like even him getting weirdly obsessive about rat poop that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> like that was a whole B plot, <laughs> like the Italian rat. <laughs> yeah. Rat. What's what's the fucking uh what's the 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 leads the female leads name? Um I can't remember. She's in like it's she 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 to me feels she looks like a lot of people and it uh makes it difficult for me to like yeah. marry something. She was, but Yeah. But she um, Brooke is Adams. great. Brooke Adams. That's why you have IMDb up. What, yeah, what else I, was I, she in? Sorry, everyone. I, I didn't have IMDb up. Oh, Days of Heaven and The Dead Zone are the two big ones that I'm thinking of. Um, oh, she, you know, okay. She's kind of she's kind of wispy and lilting and yeah. pale. Yeah, yeah. But like, is you know, she has like a strength to her. Mm-hmm. I think she's great. She's the uh, Anne Hathaway of the '70s. Oh man. 
That is actually Man. a take that doesn't despise she, me, Jared. She's in. <laughs> Damn that it, that's always my goal. <laughs> she's also in a movie with Donna Sutherland. Make some wall take. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe you've said that. <laughs> yeah. Weird. She's what also in Tyler? another movie with Donald. She's also in another movie with Donald Sutherland called uh, "A Man, a Woman, and a Bank." Sounds like a winner. It came out the next year. Anyways. Side note. Okay. I haven't heard of it. Yeah, sounds cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I yeah the body snatchers is amazing. The photography it's like it's emblematic of like sixty eight or seventy eight like late seventies early eighties when people are really like color you know like they're still shooting yeah. on film but there, you're they're they're starting yeah. to use serious juicy colors. There's a there's mm-hmm. a scene Practical early on the movie where still full swing is walking up a set of stairs and like the camera is at an angle as he walks through a door and then it like pans and it just like puts you so off yeah. center and it's like, like a, it's like a tilt it turns think, with him yeah, right? yeah that i th- i think there's there's a, such a healthy mix of like really int- like really nice like old school style thriller movie directing like movement but also like but you're on that cusp of like you're in the full swing of like awesome or getting into like you know the golden age of what some people call is like the practical effects of hollywood you know what i mean like just man it's such a good blend and like yeah there's something magical about it it's pre john carpenter and it's pre um cronenberg but it has all of the things that those guys like in their horror efforts Mm -hmm. like it doesn't it feel like the fly and like the thing right and like like it, it, it it's never the praises of this movie aren't sung like those other two movies yeah but I think it has it has the bones of the practical and the beautiful. Oh, uh, the the film scene at the very end where yeah. Brooke Adams like her last scene. Oh, with the, yeah. with the kiss before she turns. Terrifying. Yeah. That kiss is so horny too. It's, it's <laughs> great. Yeah, that's a, it's a great what, kiss. What a good Ugh. movie. What a good yeah, one. Yeah, it's it's. This is also notable because it is the first movie that I ever gave a star rating to on Letterboxd. Wow. Um, I used to not give star ratings, and then I was like, you know what? I take myself too seriously, and <laughs> I should start rating things. I need to and, use Letterboxd. Uh, I, I still don't. Yeah. Yeah, man, I wrote a good review for this one. Ooh. Um, yeah, but it's. It, I just think it's – and then I went back, and I spent like an hour just star rating shit, and it just, you know, just – throwing value at movies it feels disgusting and i love it such a little movie <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but uh, yeah uh body snatchers good <laughs> it's, i want to <laughs> hot take real quick i think the uh the inherent vice is my favorite pta it's one of my favorite movies and i think it's it does such a good job of like instilling the fear of like a loss of an entire generation at a time and I feel like this movie reminded me of that more than anything I've ever seen. And just like, I feel like it's such a good place to put a horror movie in a movie where you can't trust anybody, where like, you know, everybody can be the monster. Like, I just, I think that the paranoia suits the time period so well. Yeah. And it just thematically, it's all just so baked into the cake. Um, and I just, I really, really, really think it's incredible. And it's not even my favorite on this list, but it might be my second favorite. Are we going to, uh, the next movie might be Levi's favorite. Uh, we can go on to it. It's not my favorite, though. That's probably number three. Wow, I would have thought for sure this was the number one for you. I really love it. Okay, so next up is The Big Chill. Hey, Big Chill. Yeah. Chilly Willy. 
Yeah. The um, big Skrill. My only uh. note for this movie is Levi loves a talking movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. I saw. I have a lot to say about this one. Because yes, yeah. you do. I, yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm excited to hear it. I I have nothing. I feel like I don't have a lot of negative stuff to say about this movie. Yeah. Um, Me neither. I like. I I think the only negative thing is it it is pretty my, culturally okay. irrelevant. My, okay. I, can I say my one criticism? Get in there, dude. I feel like a heavy plot point in that movie could have been subverted if, like, there was a turkey baster in the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't have to happen. When he has, to, when he gets the girl pregnant, or he tries to at least. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, ew, Tyler! Come on. <laughs> what do you mean, ew? <laughs> it would have been way cleaner and more like not weird for everybody if he was just like here i have this like you can do it in you your own privacy that, you think that artificial insemination like like is is less weird than two friends having sex is this it's less the first weird time it's less weird <laughs> it's less this weird has been a plot point in a movie no the idea of artificial insemination yeah well yeah but like is this well, the first time like 83 that's well, but artificial insemination isn't a pro isn't a plot point i'm just saying they're not that's not an idea just saying. they're just like talking about who's gonna have sex with her i'm just saying like, like I, don't, I don't know i don't know tyler i think i would i would like to s- i i really think it's much less weird for two friends to have casual sex it's no than for hold to, on than to no fucking... the key detail one of them is like happily married and then the other two that hook up, they've known each other for a year. I just think, I mean, I get it. It was nice and, and like, but also it was like. And it balances eh. this. Well, he's, Kevin Klein is the greatest husband and he, and she cheated on him. I think it, I don't think it yeah. makes sense at all. Um, but I think that they paint Kevin Klein as like such a sweet guy. Yeah, totally. And like the way that he's characterized by the end of that movie when he has sex with her, you're like. He's doing it for his friend, you know. Like it's like yeah, it's he's kind of above suspicion. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it took me a long time to realize why you were bringing up a turkey baster. Yeah, sorry, and it I me so much. Sorry, when I, was, I realized why. I, was, I didn't mean for it to be that way. I thought it was gonna be immediately like, oh yeah, Tyler, you're right. But it was like I didn't no, realize I, it was gonna be that vague. Me. Sorry. Okay. I, I next time I'll be a lot more upfront <laughs> about that. I was mad the whole time. I was like, Everyone. find a thing. Find a thing to put your stuff in. But whatever. Yeah, he did find a thing to put to me. stuff in. I, well, yeah, he I did. Thought, <laughs> hey, come on. Hey. Yeah, I, I didn't think that – I thought that, that whole plot point was super strange, but I wasn't really trying to fix it because I was like, this movie clearly has strange ideas about, yeah. you know, what friends, friendship and sex. Yeah, and ways yeah. to get. Being in your yeah. 30s. But it's also – that's also one of the things that shows how far removed these people are from the world. You know, they all are incredibly wealthy, yeah. privileged, like small town. Ta- like they, they. And this is why I called the movie culturally irrelevant. Like they're just all of their problems are things that like. It doesn't take away from the fact that it is so well written. Yeah. Um, Great movie. Like, like Clint yeah, Close I mean, is one of those people that always looked old. She still just looks old. Always Been old, is old, old was old, gonna old, all so like old. She's, I feel like she's the opposite of Goldblum. All old, everything. Like, <laughs> well, like Goldblum, like early on, like he's got the big ears and he's kind of kind of weird and he hadn't quite grown into it. And she's like, 
Well, I guess the same. Like she's like she just looks old, and she grew into but it. But she looks like, like dignity, looks, though. Yeah. Well, he looks yeah. weird, and somehow it works now. Oh, it I ra- works. I'm raising my hand again. I also hated her hair in that movie like a lot. Dude, there was some there was some hair. Like in I wanted that. to wear a hat or something. It was yeah, very there's a lot of 80s. cool. Yeah, there's a lot this, of hair. This entire but, list uh, actually is is pretty. There's some fucking weird hair. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I'm so yeah, I mean, right? Earth Girls are easy. Not to talk about that too soon, but that's a hairy movie, right? Oh, absolutely. But I yeah, I think in in the Big Chill, just like I I've seen a lot of criticism of the people uh, or like of the movie for you know identifying with characters that are kind of outmoded and you know that it's kind of socially insignificant, which I don't disagree with. But I think that the movie admits that they're really shitty over and over again. And like, yeah, it never tries to paint them as good people. Yeah, and the characters admit that things have been really easy for them. Uh, and like, even if that wasn't the case, like you can make a movie about whatever you want. I don't really care if you're gonna cook this yeah. much food in a movie and pour this much coffee. I'm fucking in for it. I could. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, that's not even relevant. It's like whatever, like whatever strata they're in economically or socio socioeconomically, or whatever. Like, I just thought it was their the writing was good. The friendship was interesting, you know, and all the different dynamics. Like, yeah, that's or if it's not in. interesting to you, like if it feels like it's not interesting to you, then don't, I mean, watch it. <laughs> that's how it works. That's how movies yeah. work. I thought. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I agree that it's like, I think I said like movies about people that have a history, where you kind of get dropped in in media res and just get to hear people have these loaded conversations and you feel. The, with every Slice line, every line in this movie, you feel the 20 or the 15 years, you know, yeah. and it's just, yeah, you're it's right. Lawrence Kasdan, I think, writing this, which is a talkie, and is all about small moments and doesn't, it's not really plotty, he can do this, he can do Raiders of the Lost Ark, he can do Empire, he is, which is crazy. he's gotta be one of the best writers of all time, like, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it shows his versatility for sure. It, it shows that he's not just like a master of one thing, like a one-trick yeah. pony. Like he can he can turn around and just make a one-setting talk movie, and it's great. Like, and it's really good. Um, oh, yeah. And he can, can I talk about how set-piece action. Yeah, talk talk about. Yeah. There's a movie called About Alex, and I watched it because it had Jason Ritter in it. Well, okay, so it, ha- it and, has uh, Jason That's hilarious that you watched it for It has Ritter, Jason but... Ritter. It has Max the Greenfield. guy that plays the guy that plays Schmidt in New Girl. Max Greenfield, yeah. Aubrey Plaza, I think, is in it. If I remember right. Yep. yep. Um, and I and what this this is what the worst part about the Big Chill experience was. I watched this movie about Alex like four years ago, maybe five years ago, and as I watched the Big Chill, I realized I had seen this movie before because about Alex is like a a rip, like a shameless rip of the Big Chill, uh. like like the it's called about alex like it's about a guy like at best this thing is a fan fiction if alex hadn't successfully killed himself that's what the movie is like friends come together because their friend alex failed at an attempt to kill himself and all the characters all the characters are even the same like there's the journalist book writer guy who's kind of like a slut or whatever and like yeah. kind of a jerk and like one has the drug problem, like it's all the same. Wait, it's the same. Okay, I, just for our listeners, real quick, the in the big chill, it centers around. And I know this is a famous movie, but let's just say it centers around yeah, everybody yeah. coming together for their friend's funeral. Their friend is named Alex. That's what Tyler's saying. Yes, the film about yes. Alex is called okay. about Alex, and the film the character in the big chill's name is Alex. 
and the the yes, and this this movie premise is the same. It's a bunch of friends that haven't seen each other in twenty years, or whatever, converge because of this tragedy to a house to stay, and it's it's and it's because their friend Alex tried to kill himself, but didn't successfully. And so, yeah, but it's dude, it's the same movie. Yeah, like I, I won't sometimes be even it. by the yeah, beat, that's, that's even by bad. the. Yeah, and like me and Jessica, like we watched it, and then we were just looking up reviews and like facts, and everybody kept talking about this movie called The Big Chill, and honestly, I'd never seen it, so I was like, man, The Big Chill, people must really love this movie because if this movie reminds them of it, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so, so did uh, you like about Alex when you saw it? That's what sucks is like I kind of did, even though it was kind of corny. I did well, like I'll the premise. You. I thought like, oh, that's that's cool, and then I watched The Big Chill, and I was like, oh. Like, it's just a big rip. You oh, know? Levi got bad news. Well, you know that I love Jake Johnson. I think Max Greenfield is similarly underrated. Like, I think he's amazing and incredible, yeah. so I might watch it. Yeah. What's the bad news, Jared? Uh, it's also got Aubrey Plaza. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh. yeah, and the performances are good and everything, but, like, at the end of the day, it was kind of crazy to me. Like, what was that like on set reading the script and being like, yeah, this is good, dude. Good job. Like, we even watched a bonus. We even watched the bonus features where, like, the writer was like, like talking about how he came up with it and he didn't not even once mention brings the big up chill. The big, not once. Ooh. Like was like I'm, I mean I might be remembering this wrong, but I remember Ooh. like having I I remember like Ooh. watching it and it's like you're watching him describe like how he came up with it. It was like from personal experience and like it's his yeah like dude it was such a you just didn't like I realized that his personal experience was watching the yeah, big yeah. chill. Yeah. <laughs> Is it really about my yeah. childhood where we watched the big chill a lot? Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure Alex was alive. I couldn't figure out which one it was. Yeah. Well, and uh, so good segue into another fun fact about the big chill, and then we'll move on. You yeah. know, you guys know who played Alex in the big chill. So in the big chill, there are no flashbacks. There's no scenes with the friend who killed himself. But they filmed scenes with the friend who killed himself. Those scenes were cut from the film. Mm, Kevin Costner plays Alex. What? And those and Kevin Costner at the time was not famous and was worried that his career was going to be over because his scenes all got cut from the movie. <gasps> and wow. so I, not to get physical media corner, uh, but I have the criterion yeah. of this. And the big, no, there's no scenes with him in it. The, all of the deleted scenes don't have Alex. So those scenes not only got cut from the final cut, but they're not available. Wow. Um, yeah, it is. Huh. It, it's very uh, – Goldblum talks about how good Kevin Costner was in the flashback scenes and how what a bummer it was that, you know – and at the time, it's not Kevin Costner. It's like, oh, yeah, this kid yeah, Kevin good. is very good, and it's a shame that he's not in the movie. And then the kid turns out wow. to be fucking Kevin Costner. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, he's Alex. That's so cool. That's Alex. That's wow. what it's about. Oh, it's about. Huh. yeah. And I, I also like that Goldblum gets to kind of play scummy. Like he, 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 he doesn't have to play to his likability in this movie because I feel like he yeah. rarely, like, because even in Body Snatchers, he's kind of, he's kind of a blowhard, but you like him a lot. And in this movie, yeah. they're they're very, uh, they're very like upfront about who he is. Um, yeah and it rules it lo- i mean it lost uh best screenplay um uh to something i don't remember it was like it got it was it got it, it got nominated along with fanny and alexander which is an incredible movie and they both lost um and uh it's incredibly written and i love it but it's not my favorite of the 10 
I, that is surprising. I would have put money on it being your favorite. Oh, it's because my favorite is Transylvania 65,000. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, no. no. In no world is that movie my favorite. So that's our next movie. Um, so this Transylvania 65,000 is a money laundering front for Dow Chemical. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, just straight up, they had money in Yugoslavia they had to burn, and they're like, let's make a movie. <laughs> we can't get this money out of Yugoslavia legally. So <laughs> what can we invest in in Yugoslavia? <laughs> So they hey, make a movie can, with Jeff Goldblum and one of the worst castings of all time, Ed Bagley Jr. Ed as the Jr. hot young man. Yeah. Wait, Tyler. Like he's I, 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 Jared, ugh. I feel like Tyler is going to take a slightly different stance on this. No, not at all. Um, okay. <laughs> it's definitely one of those movies that I saw like 10 minutes of and I was like, oh, that was kind of neat. And I never saw it again. So I was like, oh, yeah, that was cool. And then I watched it again and realized it was not cool but it's a perfect no, description I'm... of what this movie is <laughs> so this this was one of the ones that we watched together uh and levi was getting mad at me because i was on my phone trying to order wings the whole time Gee, it took you fucking an hour to order wings yeah. and, and you know in, what in 20, i missed fucking yeah. nothing there nothing happened in this goddamn that's a, movie that's absolutely true that's uh true. In 20, yeah, yeah. Also, also it's impressive how much time you spent trying to get those wings given the year and the country that we live in that's pretty I, Good job. Well, I, I kept being like, oh, I want this. And then, oh, that's not available, so I'm going to do this. Uh, I was just being a real little – just a little fan. Yeah, you had to write the code for the uh, app and then, like, write the recipe for the wings. You had to hire the Just a real fickle cooks. pickle. Uh, hey, can I also mention – I, I don't want to sidetrack this. Jared, your description of what this movie – why this movie was made actually sounds like I would watch that movie. By the way, so yeah, these, yeah, totally. The, the like story if you, if you behind wanna, this movie is so interesting. Write, if you want to write that out as a script, and we can like put it together, <laughs> I'm serious. Like it's like a country, and they're low on money, and some companies like ah, I don't know what to do with all this money. We're no, but that's, that's the story so behind this movie, movie. Is Dow had a bunch of money that they couldn't yeah. use outside of Yugoslavia? Yes, and they're like, that's well, so we can interesting. Make a that is very it's good. Like, it's like Argo, but better. <laughs> Except not shitty. Yeah, I hate Argo. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, but. unfortunately now when we write that movie and get rich, um, we're gonna owe a lot of money to Dow Chemical and Transylvania Six Five Thousand <laughs> because it's on record. Well, and yeah. like that is the crazy thing about this movie is how insanely stacked the cast is: Jeff Goldblum, Ed Begley Jr., Carol Kane, Jeffrey That's, Jones, who oh, Carol, apparently Carol, money, is problematic, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gina Davis, hot like. Yeah. Holy yeah. <laughs> shit, she is hot in this role. It's yeah, so for being dumb. like a for being like a corny vampire, she was pretty steamy. She's uh, so apparently you, you... she got ha- cast because she did a good uh, Bella Lugosi, uh, like that was her. <laughs> that makes like, sense. And then they just made her a boobarella. That was enough. Wait, is that what she's actually called? No, no, but no. I mean, oh, okay, that's um, what she was. I, Le- Levi, you had a really good observation. I don't know if you remember. I don't, I don't know if I, I, I'm stopping you from saying it. I don't know if you plan for it. it. But when we were watching the movie, you you said this, and it always stuck with me. You said, for the subject matter of this movie and where it is, it is incredibly sterile. <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? With everything going on and where it is and the premise, like, it is. there is so much that's not happening. Like, it's it is, a stale It is ostensibly – a mystery about some rag journalists that go to Transylvania to look into the supernatural. And it is kind of, they kind of set Ed Bagelbite up to be kind of like a detective 
and yeah. you're right, dude. Yeah, or I guess I yeah, I I agree with what I said. It is he doesn't discover anything. Nothing happens to him. He doesn't he ends up uh, well, Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Jeff Goldblum just keeps pranking him into like discovering things. Goldblum doesn't even My exist favorite part, in this movie. My favorite part of the movie, and I mean this title sequence is well that's good that's a the good song part. is the best part it Transylvania is. 6 5,000 Kramer with the puppet like when he knocks on the door and the puppet comes out yeah yeah that's my favorite that's yeah, a good the, the, that's the a, seahorse like yeah he, it's Michael funny. Richards is funny Michael his, Richards yeah, is his, funny his, but he's he doesn't really have a character to play you know no like, he doesn't but the puppet was the was, puppet is the funniest thing in the movie <laughs> For sure. <laughs> like, like you're... <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I, like I don't know part. if I've ever seen a movie that's so clearly, like, if, if the graph of the entertainment of the movie starts, you know, if you're looking at the graph and it starts at 100 and then ends up at a zero, like, I don't know if I've ever seen such a clear line from the beginning to the end of it just, like, yeah. the title sequence, the song is incredible. The billing is interesting. It's There's a... Sp- it has a, a with and an and and a with special appearance. There's like yeah. this the title sequence is so stylish and fun and you feel like you're in for this silly, wacky ride, and then it just gets more boring yeah. every fucking second. It's so boring. And you everybody think they could spend thirty minutes just punching up the script a little bit, you know well, what I mean? It, Literally nothing like, happens for the first hour. The concept is it's a bunch of movie monsters, but they're not really monsters, they're just people who happen to have diseases that get them mistaken for monsters. Which is a fucking cool premise. <laughs> and they're all in the right. same room. Like, they're not introduced in interesting ways. It's like they walk into a room and he's like, here are all the monsters. <laughs> like, they're not, like, yeah. they're not deployed the in any meaningful man. way. And Boobarella he's just like, and the mummy. And in the northwest corner, there's a cage that has oh this monster. God. And in well, here's the northeast corner, it's the other Maybe monster. You know what it is? Maybe they couldn't afford, like, they could afford the 20 minutes of screen time for all those actors to be in this movie. Yeah. And then they just had to fill in the other 45 minutes with, like, Jeff Goldblum and Bagel Bite walking around. Well, just Why would their roles not be along? reversed also? Like, Bagel Bite is trying to do physical comedy. Jeff Goldblum is serious right. and, like, and grounded. It well, is It is some Ed of Bagley the worst. Ed is supposed to be the, the hot young thing. Ed Bagley Jr. <laughs> what the fuck? It is some of the Maybe worst acting. Maybe because they knew nothing was on the acting. line. Yeah, because they knew nothing was on the line. So he was like, hey, I actually want to try to be wacky this time. And Goldblum was like, I want to be serious this time. Let's try it out. That's actually a great... Dow's paying for this. Fuck it. It's a great hypothesis because it is some some of the most serious miscasting. And it's I think it's hard to say, like, this is a miscast or it's a bad performance or whatever. And I feel like I have trouble differentiating between the two. This is some of the worst casting I've ever seen in my entire life. I think... Nobody is in the right spot. I think this movie is a good example of... Yeah. Of, yeah, I think this movie is a good example of like how a bad script, if it's bad enough, can sink the whole ship. Like you can film in Romania and you can have good people Yugoslavia. in it. And yeah, sorry, Yugoslavia. That's not Romania. Yeah, the script and, is uh, bad. I I would yeah, contend it's just though bad. that if- if Charlie Chaplin directed this movie, it would be incredible. Like, if Benny Hill – if this movie were a bit – well, I think I have Benny Hill yeah. stuck in my craw because I read a review, and it was like this movie 
is like accidentally playing a Benny Hill sketch at half speed. (laughs) 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 And I can't get over it because it's like, yeah, the movie is, is calling for physical comedy at every moment. And there is, I know. No, there's nobody I know. I was, steps I was, I was on like, a rake. Was, nobody fucking. I know. Does I was, I, yeah, I would. Yeah, it's funny. Like something as simple as that would have killed at that point. Like I was dying for something to happen. Like something. Somebody silly. fall. I was praying for a joke. Yeah, I was praying for a joke. I was praying for banana peels. I was praying for a a, a, a omnipresent boxing glove to hit somebody in the face from a window. Exactly. You know, something silly. A thousand like, percent. Yeah. So. Hundred thousand percent. They go watch in a, in a movie 6, that 5, is supposed to be funny and supposed to be physical. They cast Bagel Bite in the most boring performance ever. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I I feel like I'm. Oh, I don't want to yell and become one of those YouTube guys that's like, and sorry. it's so bad. Like I don't want to do that. Yeah, but yeah. This movie has a out of all of these movies. Just looking at what the restorations are like, where the rights are, you know, what movies are getting the treatment for for collectors and for movie lovers. This is the movie, other than The Big Chill, that has a 4K restoration and a release that is full of, like, beautiful special features. This movie has an insane cult following, and it has the best release of any of these movies. Why? Okay. Yeah. Maybe so maybe someone that likes up, it that's listening can let us know what they like about it. And maybe we just watched it wrong. Maybe we're all just cranky. There is a, I know? think there is the side effect of the group watch where we can all kind of hive mind. Uh, yeah. Change my mind. I'd love it. I'm open. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool breeze. Yeah. You know? So next yeah. up we have the fly. It's Yay! the one. That's the certified that's, that's the, fly, the bop baby. of the week, baby. Yeah. That is a hundred percent the fucking movie of the week. It's the certified bop. So this was my first time seeing it. Mm. Um I still had How nightmares it, from the special effects. <laughs> like yeah. that mm. held up. Mm. Mm. The hair I, held I up too. I didn't <laughs> think Goldblum could play a monster, but he is so good as uh, oh god, what what has he become? So, the, I I can't remember the oh the Brundlefly. It's a fly. Uh, it's a fly. <laughs> yes, Seth he Brundle. becomes no, no, a fly. Seth Brundle. Brundle. Yeah. He becomes Brundlefly. Yeah, um, yeah. And like the little buzzing <laughs> voice that he does oh, and his god. mannerism. What, what yeah. is the so. what is the creature that he turns into? <laughs> no, not not the creature, <laughs> but the, the, no, the uh, name he gives is it himself. An ant? So. I am becoming yeah. Brundlefly, yeah. and he's like, Bleh. so he actually he's on record saying that that was the movie that, in getting into character for that, he had uh, he had some emotional stuff, like not emotional stuff, but psychologically he started feeling kind of troubled after that movie, uh, like yeah. he, had, he got so like having to get so into that role, he like like kind of got off his off his rails for a sec, like he he wasn't in a cool place for you know what I mean? Interesting, kind of yeah. Yeah, I I so. think this this may be the the performance is crazy impressive because it's like other than the shock value, he's playing intelligence, which is something that Goldblum gets to do a lot. Just to talk about you know him overall, he gets to play intelligent half the time at least, which is more than most actors get because not all movies have a yeah. smart guy. Goldblum is playing the the intelligentsia often, right? Uh, teleportation. Yeah. Yeah, and he in this movie, I think that is kind of the saving grace because during his transformation, his ability to cope with it is astounding. Like, he never stops making these little scientific, like, pithy observations, and he just always seems so smart and in control, even when he's clearly, you know, not and not, not human anymore, up until he loses the ability to speak. 
he's still like when he's on the wall and she walks in and he says like i seem to be stricken with a disease with a purpose wouldn't you say like it's like that's so much scarier than what he looks like like the idea that he's still observing himself yeah um, because he can play intelligence and he always is allowed to and it's just it's such a smart deployment of that like independence day is another one where they are like you're the nerd you're the scientist and it like doesn't have any meaningful uh you know like it's not done for any meaningful reason and this i think it's like so key that he plays the the learned so well yeah you know sorry (laughs) no i hear you preacher amen good stuff (laughs) yeah it's it's uh I think that his performance in this is is insane, and I think I I don't know the the whole movie is so compassionate, you know, like the love story yeah. at the center of it is is really mm-hmm. really strong, and it just I don't know it's it it does I think the Cronenbergian horror is like deployed in a really smart way because it makes you feel, you know, like even if you're not turning into a fly, how easy is it to get sick and to get a rash and like how quickly does that feel inhuman? and scared like it's just it's it's about how tenuous well, the flesh it's is like a cancer allegory and just like watching yourself deteriorate exactly and, like, ugh. yeah it's like yeah healthy and unhealthy and regular and irregular are there's a paper thin margin that we don't see between them and it, it's that i think that's why the movie's so scary yeah yeah ugh. great movie yeah he, he and Gina davis married after it which i think is cool yeah she's down as hell <laughs> Still down to marry him. <laughs> they, they had yeah. some crazy chemistry. Like, they met in Yugoslavia. They were like, mm, but she sees him turn into a fly, and fly she's like, six? yes, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a hard, I'm a hard, uh, it's a hard tie for me between this movie and Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, those are is... both, like, I hold those both in, like, super high uh, regard. Like, I love both those movies a lot. Well, next hard. up we have what might be Jared's favorite. Well, hold on. I I want to say I, <laughs> I I think that like, so I just want to. I think it's very interesting because this movie in the beginning they have a uh, the guy that John gets the paper leader that's Gina Davis's ex boyfriend is Stathis. He's a real Bobby Ontario. He's a real piece of shit. And then by the end of the movie, he's the hero. And I think yeah, that, it's his redemption. Yeah, the way that they that the characters switch places is something like that. I I feel like that's always such. Whenever a movie does that to me, and by the end I'm like, if I, if there is such a clear reversal of like the hero's arc and the anti-hero's arc, I am always so indebted. And the way that this movie makes you root for for the Bobby of it all is so yeah. exciting. Um, and, and it makes like, it more see, tragic, I guess, too, right? Well, yeah, exactly, because yeah. you still love the hero in the monster that he's getting to fucking shoot with a shotgun. Yeah. You know? Even, yeah. even though he wanted to fucking throw Gina Davis and that random girl from the bar. By the way, <laughs> he he gets that girl to come home with him by, by winning an arm wrestling match. <laughs> that might be the only, like... 80s artifact in the movie you know is that like he like with, yeah there's arm hey, wrestling and he he wins there was the an girl. arm wrestling movie the 80s yeah. produced an arm wrestling movie over the, over top. the top baby over the top there's yeah. no going over the top absolutely <laughs> yeah i uh yeah I, it, it's oh man the arm wrestling has to be mentioned 
we're gonna read that monologue on this podcast, Levi. Oh my god, uh, we should eventually for sure. Uh, we, we can move on to your favorite now. I don't know if it's my favorite, but there's a lot I love about this movie. Uh, Earth girls are easy. <laughs> Earth also, girls are easy. So good. So it's a quasi-musical sci-fi movie that has one of Jim Carrey's first roles. I would like to say that both of your picks have had musicals because you picked Gosling with La La Land and then you picked this. And I'm oh, you're weird. just start you started this fucking podcast to make me watch musicals. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler just wait until we do Sasha Baron Cohen and we have to watch Les Miserables. Wait, we were oh. we, we were talking about Hugh Jackman or something for Les Mis. Sorry, that's we're doing Les Mis at some bleep point. That I, bleep I that out. Bleep that out. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Um. It's. Uh, I feel like I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't think I was into the movie for the first half. But then, as soon as they shaved him down, I was like, "Oh, it's funny now." I don't know why I had such a weird vibe <laughs> well, when like so Tina Davis. Is... Yeah. Well, her the bitch second ass movie ex... where Jeff Goldblum shows off that he can play piano. Like, it's the fly yeah. than this, and they're just like, no, I'm just going to play also, piano for a this bit. This is a like, block of three Gina Davises, and it goes to them meeting, their second movie together, and now they're married. And that's three in yeah. a row. So they're married during the production of this movie. Yeah. And I, uh, her in that bikini is, I, oof, oof, oof. Yeah, she's an all-timer. I, my favorite part may have been the song, I'm a Blonde. Dude, it's so funny. It's really yeah. funny. Like I yeah, was it's laughing. It was the, great. Like, bl- the blonde of the beach competition or whatever that they all go to. Yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah. want you to notice this is when Levi starts to like musicals. Mark, mark this <laughs> yeah. on this the movie rules. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And Michael it's, McCain. It's, there's not a ton of hilarious uh, as the like the surfer dude. Yeah, he plays the like the pool the pool boy. Yeah. <laughs> Michael McKean. He's just like a stoner. He's perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's there, we have another real Bobby Ontario ex boyfriend for Gina Davis. Like she's always dating. Like her ex is always a real, real scumboy. Ted cheats on her, which is obviously the dumbest thing anyone's ever. You done. mean Doctor Ted? Doctor Ted, sorry. Um, and it's like it's the start of the movie being cynical. Like I feel like this movie is so incredibly cynical. Like it does not have a high opinion of Southern California or people. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, I think because at the root it is like maybe a musical, so it kind of needs it like. Well, then Jim some... Carrey is horny with a CGI well, but it's, tongue. It's satire, but like I think the yeah. it puts the it 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 pits like the mysteries of extraterrestrial life up against like the vapidity of the valley. <laughs> you yeah. know, like yeah, she yeah. wants to know. She okay. I have some examples. She asks an alien if he rents his home. They all drink decaf instant coffee because they just, you know, want to, like, look like they're drinking coffee. Um, The aliens come to Earth and go to a Blonde of the Month contest. The aliens fit in with everybody. They they fit in seamlessly with everybody else because they just copy everyone. And everybody is just full of of sugar and nonsense. Like, it's... I think that's what's funny, too, though. It's like they're all so dumb that they don't oh, even know there's yeah. aliens <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely funny yeah. i just think that it's like yeah. it's clearly a, a a movie that doesn't have a high opinion of southern california yeah which is fine i don't you know 
I know the writer-director of the movie, too, this was, like, her biggest thing. Everything else she's done is, like, she's big into music. Like, she wrote, like, a musical, and she did this and that. Um, music videos, I think, too, and songs. And this was, like, her debut slash only real big hit in, like, Hollywood. She, like, made this, and then just, I think that was it. I figured her name. I think Juliet's in there somewhere. Uh, Julian Temple? Julian Temple, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a man, though. Wait, what? Yeah, it's a he. <laughs> no, it's not. Tyler out here spitting facts. Ah, whatever. Yeah, he did. He did a, a really famous Sex Pistols film, uh, and a bunch of other music stuff. But was like, yeah, it was like this is the the only like feature picture that got big. Made a movie wow, with Mickey Rourke. Yeah, I mean, could maybe maybe uh, maybe he was a woman. I don't know. Currently, maybe a man. It's a Wachowski situation. Internet. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's 2020. Julien, he's a French guy. Huh. So next up, we got Independence Day. Yay. Uh, I haven't seen that movie since I was 10, so it's still one of the best movies I've ever seen in my Tyler, life. This is exactly what I went through. <laughs> I was like, I love this movie. It's the coolest thing. Like Will Smith gets in the fucking alien vehicle and he says, "I Bill gotta get Pullman me one of these." Gives a great speech. Bill Pullman gets in the fighter Randy jet. Randy Quaid, baby. Randy Quaid I'm is drunk. Back. Yeah, yeah. That stuff is all still good. Everything else, <laughs> it's the hour and a half of the rest of the movie. That... So, I'll, I'll, the I'm dog. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna quote another podcast. They were talking yeah. about uh, Roland Emmerich and. One of the reasons that he got these big budgets in Hollywood for so long on uh, on blank check, blank check, they were talking about it. Um, he apparently has the ability to make a big budget film look, you know, huge and kind of sneakily save money by having a lot of scenes take place in one location with a lot of talking. Like he's good at sneaking the procedural into these like spectacle films Hmm. so like there's a few big set pieces but you kind of sneakily don't realize that you're walking watching a lot of green screen talking and he Hmm. uh was i guess pretty famous for that or that was the reason that he was entrusted with so much money and Hmm. i feel like independence day is surprisingly boring because of that yeah um it's got a lot of great like actors playing great brass but I, I really well, do feel like all Brent's, of the, the performances are the thing. Yeah. Brent spent it's Spiner, Spinner, Spiner, Data, as the, like, oh, weird yeah, doctor yeah. that gets possessed <laughs> by an alien. Like, that still stuck with me. Like, that was Oh, cool. yeah. yeah. It was one of Mae Whitman's first roles. That's kind of cool. Yeah, she's like a baby. Egg. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Her? <laughs> yeah, her? Yeah. That's the same she, movie with the dog, right? With the with the explosion yeah. on the dog. Yeah, it does in the in the, the I the, love that. They're, they're underground and the dog lives. Boomer lives. It's, I'll take uh, it every day, baby. Yeah, I, I there's all of the stuff that I remember about the movie from being a kid is still there and it still rules. It's just almost three hours long and everything that I don't remember is really, really not memorable. Yeah. Um, it's so long. Well but it's it's got yeah. a perfect like okay, so Will Smith is one of the most movie star movie stars to ever live. The ever. man is a thousand percent charisma. He's incredibly funny. He's cocky. He's Earth. smart. He's got everything, right? Still killing it. Still exactly. in huge movies. He's still. amazing. And he's yeah. so good. He deserves it. Uh, 
well, I don't know who deserves. He still toured what, his. But... He toured his music a year ago or like two years ago. That's the craziest shit I've ever heard. But get jiggy with it. It's amazing that he they pair. It's the the nerd and like the the hothead pairing, like the military Will Smith yeah. with the scientist Jeff Goldblum, and their dynamic works so well. But they yeah. don't meet for ninety minutes. Jeff Goldblum smoking a cigar maybe his sexiest role and he had a lot of sexy roles i do when he comes out of the the human like like after they shave him and earth girls are easy ah, that's true it's so hot yeah that's yeah, like pretty Ooh. good yeah i like it yeah i, I uh, independence day is like kind of a jurassic park syndrome where i'm like i don't really know what i could add here except for it doesn't hold up i mean it might i don't know it's blockbustery it's you know I, I feel like uh, it's... We will remember this as the world's Independence Day. Or whatever that will... Oh, dude, the, the Pullman speech at the end is still... Like, it gave me chills. Like, I feel like oh, if well, I yeah, were... yeah, it's Bill Pullman. It's great. I would have maybe cried at that speech would it have been, you know, a little more private a watch. Is he your favorite movie fictional president? Uh, I really like David Palmer in 24, if TV counts. Oh, okay. Well, no, if, if TV counts, and Martin Sheen. Westbrook. Oh, man. Oh. Good point. Good points all around, guys. <laughs> Good presidents to you. I just... <laughs> uh, I probably like Pullman better, though. I mean, it's... Yeah, I... When he hops in that jet himself after giving that speech, I don't know that I've ever felt more patriotic, and it's like a fucking <laughs> idiotic movie, you know? Yeah. Like... It's, it's not that I'll it's bad. It it's just there. it's. It, I mean, it's it, it being dumb doesn't make it bad. I love I love that shit. You know. Yeah. I mean, dumb in general, but yeah, he's he's really really sexy in it too. He's the hottest president. I'm pretty Once sure my again, speech teacher uh, played us that speech. Really? In high school? Yeah. She was like, "Hey, so this is a motivational speech," and it's funny because at the end of the speech, like we're all like fired up in like fifth period, like absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I have a good president uh, from Idiocracy, Camacho. Oh, President Mountain Dew Camacho. Yeah, yeah. good one. Yeah, good one. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hashtag favorite president. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite flicks. president? Actually, who's your Bobby? Who's your president? Let's not, my not Bobby. do favorite president right now because I feel like we're gonna get a lot of fans. We <laughs> hashtag not my Bobby. Not my Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Not my Bobby. There we go. That's funny. So use hashtag not my Bobby to tell us your favorite president. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so next up we have uh, the Lost World Jurassic Park. One uh, one thing we haven't really mentioned is all of these movies are like only a couple years apart. So like it goes like Body Snatchers to Big Chill is like four years, then Big Chill to Transylvania is two years, Transylvania hmm. the Fly is like three years. Fly to Earth then Girls the are easy. Girls, like uh, two years maybe. Two years, but they probably close to overlapped in filming. Yeah. And same thing, wow. like, we don't really have a big jump until Cats and Dogs. Well, yeah, Independence Day like and, and Lost World are two years, 94, 96? Yeah. Am I wow. pulling that out of my ass? Uh, 94, 97. But yeah. Ah! You fool. I'm sorry. Well, and wow. un- J- Jared coming with the context, I love it. Keep it up. I'm trying to be, I brought notes. Uh, y'all can't see this, but I actually typed up notes instead of just talking off the cuff. I have a whole paper that i wrote jared's I holding up we, a, a new magazine it, it, yeah, it doesn't have just, notes. <laughs> I, the tits they give me notes yeah, jared's <laughs> holding up a, a calendar that has uh firemen Sexy on firemen. it yeah <laughs> um 
But yeah, 2017. Um, it's the hottest fireman. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your fireman? Yeah, I like July. Year. It's, it's hot March in July. all the way. No, it's Earth hot day. in July. It's hottest in August though. Well, they save that the hot, like the ostensibly hottest fireman for like November, because like you're thankful then. But well, I, like, I oh, really come like on. how you're March expecting in there. a fireman to be hot. So in January, when he's wearing the fur, it really surprises you. It's really um, it's like, wow, this is a lot more layers than you'd think you'd wear to fight fire. And you're like, oh my god, I didn't realize I was buying such a subversive, sexy calendar. They're really saying a lot. I'm sorry about this. <laughs> when I went to New York, one of the when I went to New York, the one of the four things I bought there was a New York firefighter calendar. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, because it supports the firemen, and also I thought it'd be funny to give to somebody I knew. You didn't buy a new New York Mets hat? No. Oh. <laughs> the, Sorry. The, this I'm is a fan the of a really terrible fighting. baseball team. Well, I bet, I bet our uh, listeners have seen Jurassic Park, The Lost World. <laughs> oh, yeah, they have. you pulled a Jared. <laughs> Well, I, I remember when we were t- when we did Jurassic Park one, I was like, I don't really want to talk about this movie. I feel like The Lost World invites a little bit more discussion. So yeah. another one with a crazy cast: Julianne Moore, J- Julianne Moore, Vince Vaughn, Vince yeah. Vaughn, Vince Vaughn, baby, Peter Stormare. So good, he's money. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He's, he, he, but he knows it. He knows it. Yeah, he knows it now. <laughs> Uh, I yeah it's I mean this is like where the first one is is a is a fucking masterpiece of adventure filmmaking. This is really idiosyncratic. It's bigger, but it's more labored, and it's like the writing and the direction starts to kind of separate a little bit, and it like it's just it's such a weird movie. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I kind of had the He's same got a daughter, watching it. So we get we get Daddy Goldblum. That's well, but she's black, and, so it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, excuse me? Where did you get that baby? And but then no. she does gymnastics, which is uh, pretty great. Until it, And then she gymnastics the dinosaur, and I love it. Yeah, but she kicks it in the face. It's awesome. It's yeah, great. Yeah, it's great. But also, I think him being a dad is actually important. It's a really good point because he. the reason that he's a dad is because the movie just is, like, calling him a shitty dad the whole time. Like, what adventure movies like all right for half an hour we're gonna litigate whether jeff goldblum is a good father like everybody <laughs> is just shitting on him he's like an action you hero know? but the movie is just interested in how he's not there enough you even know, though he's like know, a famous scientist you know it's you know it's funny is i think as a kid, mathematician that's one of those things you just forget because you're so enamored with the dinosaurs you're like what was that movie about again except yeah, yeah. besides the dinosaurs you're like well there was the the yeah. rvs and the t-rex but yeah i thought the main plot point of that movie was like is it bad to catch dinosaurs or is it not are we well, militarizing gets... dinosaurs or are we not is that ethical i don't know it it, it is an incredibly thematically messy movie it like presents yeah. a lot more ideas in the first one and it's not really interested in like hubris or creation anymore and it's yeah. like well we're gonna talk about the environment and we're gonna talk about the military and and fucking keep up because we don't know how we feel about it you know like it's, it's yeah. and i like love it for that you know well, dude, like the, the array of dinosaurs and ergo the amount of toys that i had that i wanted as a kid mm-hmm. like because they had 20 different kinds you know it was great i think it's Good the time. best deployment of the velociraptors in the tall grass when you just yes. see the grass folding no it's so, yeah, so no. scary yes i remember yeah i watched it a couple years ago and and uh 
and even my girlfriend was like she had never i don't think she had seen it but she was like this is terrifying like mm-hmm. oh my god like we thought we were just gonna sit for a hokey little sequel that nobody remembers but like actually i, w- I want to do the correction rules. in the episode he's a chaos mathematician thank you very much oh that's cool yeah, thank he's you. A, uh, he's a mathematician who specializes in chaos theory, which we makes were... him perfect for fighting dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. It's amazing. I mean, that's in the first. That's built baked into the first movie. But yeah. thank yeah. you, Jared. We won't have to housekeep as much next episode. Thank you. I just yeah. I was like, wait, 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 no. I thought he was a chaos mathematician. I had to Google it. Looked at the Wikipedia. Yep, chaos mathematician. Do, Ian do Malcolm. Remember the RV set piece from like being a kid. You're like, yes. It's it's. That yes, might be one of the most iconic action set pieces of all time. Yeah. And it's fucking half an hour long. It's one of the longest pieces of suspense I've like ever seen. It's it's half of that movie is them falling in the RV. It's amazing. It's a good fall. It's I feel like it's I think it's, they're just introducing also, rules. Hot take like they're, Tyler. Hot they're like it's it's constantly Spielberg is such a fucking yeah. nerd. He's like, oh, it's on the rock. Now it's on the cliff, and now the glass is gonna break, and now the tensile strength yeah. of this. Like it's they're constantly changing the way that you physically perceive their situation, and it's just it's I just I can't imagine being smart enough to like engage somebody in that way. You know, like it's yeah. just, it, it's so smart. It's so smart. By the way, I want I want to I want to express the sentiment that. Uh, I being I remember being a kid and being very very impressed with the bus in the movie. I thought it was like the coolest thing I ever saw. You wanted to live in that shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah my friend got a toy, but I was super like, jealous. I still they have it. a phone in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a fa- phone and a steel table where you can. It's perfect size for a baby T Rex. If I ever find a baby T Rex and I don't have a fucking table to restrain him on, I'm gonna what wish that I doing? had that bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, it's it's uh the first two acts i think are like are incredible and then when they get to san diego i think i think that stuff shouldn't even exist it, it's kind like, of as like, much as i love t-rex on a boat yeah it feels kind of like key it's like they're sort of nodding to king kong in that way it feels like totally totally I'm sure yeah um my takeaway is just that's a really just good take watch, just thank you just watch Hot the gymnastic takes. part where to watch the girl kick the raptor seriously it's good it is good and there's like there's that's another thing of like the 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 direction and like just being able to orient you it's like there's two doors this door is getting dug under this door is blocked by this there's three levels to the building and like it's something that you don't notice watching it because it's so hectic but like spielberg is doing some of the best action direction of his career in this movie and unfortunately the script is kind of messy and banal but i think the action set pieces and like a lot of the direction is is better than the first one Hmm. Well, going from this Good to point. another Daddy Jeff Goldblum movie, we go to our next movie that we all watch <laughs> together, Cats and Dogs. <laughs> Woo! Cats and Dogs, baby. Cats and Dogs. So we, uh... I thought it was going to be real bad, but we laughed. Like, there was some legit laughs during this. It's a good movie. Yeah. it's. Uh, I didn't realize until I watched it, My girl, it's one of my girlfriend's favorite movies, apparently. It's a good movie. <laughs> That's such she a loves funny it. opinion. <laughs> Top five movies, I mean, Cats yeah, and Dogs. Yeah. I mean, she loves it. Balthazar. Yeah, I, mean, I like it. But... Seventh Seal. Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah. Come, cats come and, and Dogs. See. Cats and Dogs, yeah. 
it's it's good though. It's really good. Hey, Roger Ebert you know gave money? it three stars, and you know why that's amazing? Because uh, he does a four star scale, not five. So he gave that three out of four stars. Which we looked up before the movie, and we were shit talking Roger Ebert so hard, and then afterwards we're like, Roger might have been onto something. I trust. Can I Daddy. say what's really money about this movie is the uh, the Russian cat. That is the best thing about the movie. Right? It's I, so yes. good. Oh, yeah. Make a spinoff of that cat 20 years later. I don't care. I'll watch it. Give me 10 of those cats. <laughs> yeah. Give me more cats. Yeah. They can be all voiced by the same person. I just want them to be able to physically interact with one another because they're so funny. Yeah. I feel That's like good stuff. the Russian cat is two of Roger Ebert's three stars. I, w- I wonder how it holds up with kids. I feel like it probably does well. Like kids right now could watch it and like it a lot. I even though yeah, yeah. oh dude well, yeah. Well, the, it's what got Tobey Maguire cast as Spider Man. Did it really? No, but I keep saying that. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I asked. <laughs> Sam Raimi is a big Cats and Dogs fan. He's a he's yeah. a, he's a dog head. Woof woof. Yeah. Alec Baldwin's <laughs> in it and he's pretty fun. Fun. Damn yeah, it! I, I, I made it so long. <laughs> the uh, cut it. I, I think it's it. Yeah, cut that. Cut that out. Jared didn't say fun. Um, the early two thousands <laughs> are such a bad time for fashion. This movie is the only movie that has made Jeff Goldblum look bad. So yeah, the like timeline ever. almost li- lines up. This comes out two thousand one. Spider Man two thousand two. I'm just saying. Yeah, I I do have. Okay, so you were saying Alec Baldwin's in it. You mentioned Spidey, Charlton Heston is in this movie the man ben hur <laughs> touch of evil original planet of the apes in the mouth of madness tombstone yeah. cats and dogs <laughs> i mean such such is the fate of great actors though you know what i mean you get old oh, enough dude. to be well, and like mark Hamill plays a ninja cat like do we remember that Wait, who who does is, isn't that mark hamill or is it billy west is billy west really? is the rush billy west is the is the ninja cat it's not mark okay hamill. for some reason i thought it was mark hamill John Lovitz is in it. He's pretty fun. Michael Clark yeah. Duncan's in the it. The critic himself. Yeah. 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 You guys want to – okay, so I have uh, I have uh, something sad about this movie that I I, oh, no. I want to – I'm going to ruin. Is all the, all the animals in the movie are dead? Right Every now? animal in this movie is dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about how the child actor had his career ruined and now he's a realtor in Canada. No, There's that's nothing much, sad about that's that. That's much less sad than 100 animals, <laughs> at least, that you fall in love with over the movie. Yeah. Like, I was talking to Alexia yeah. about it. She was like, how was it? Because she was, like, laughing at us because she was like, you guys do dumb things with your time. And I was like, oh, it's a, it's a good movie, except for <laughs> all of the animals are dead. <laughs> and so I never want to watch it again. <laughs> hey, can, oh, man, can, can we do some sad. hot takes real quick? I want to ask oh, a question. Him. Serve them up. Levi. Levi. What? What is Cats and Dogs funnier than? Give me a movie that this movie is actually better than. Transylvania 6 5000. Don Verdine. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> give, like, give a movie that everybody likes. Yeah, yeah. I, get, knows. That's, I feel like that's not give fair. Me. Yeah, Don Verdine's not fair. Um, yeah, nobody knows what that is. Uh, uh, this Cats and Dogs is better than Dr. Sleep. Mm. Uh, Cats and Dogs is I'll better than a movie that I enjoy, Good Burger. Oh, I feel like this oh, okay. that's better kinda, than that's, Good Burger. That, that's a steamy one. I, Cats and Dogs is better Good than Burger. Wild. 
for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love Good Burger. I, as a kid, drove my parents crazy with Welcome to Good Burger, Home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? I can't imagine, Jared. I, I know. Big, big <laughs> shocker. Uh, but I feel like this is a kid's movie that holds up better than Good Burger. I, I'll, I'll go through it. I'll yeah. give you two more. Cats and Dogs is better than Zombieland Double Tap. Cats and Dogs <laughs> okay. is better than Joker. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa! See, this is no, what I wanted. Oh my god! It's <laughs> uh, so hot. That's so hot. That's I, such a hot there, take. there are people out there who 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 agree with me. Rise up, cat cat dog heads. I don't want to be a jerk, but I know I'm in a podcast about movies, but I haven't seen Joker, and I it's still agree with it. Good. Yeah. We yeah, we love it. Uh, Cats and Dogs is better than Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, so I, I there's a lot I I love that question, Tyler, because no matter the soundbite, it's hilarious. Even like I totally feel <laughs> that way about all those movies, but I don't know. I think it paints an interesting picture. It's like when you juxtapose things in history happening at the same time, you're like, "Oh, this this is the case." Well, I I, I told you that I I started giving movies star ratings on Letterboxd, right? And right. I gave cats instead and dogs of, three stars instead of onomatopoeias like bops and slaps. Well, I do both. It's like yeah. I have to ra- if I star rate it, I have to review it now. Okay. But I gave cats okay. and dogs three stars, and so Alexia went through and was looking at the things that I also gave three stars, and was drawing parallels. So she was like, <laughs> she was like, oh, cats and dogs is as good as I don't know, Detective Pikachu, and I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. and I was like, well, Detective Pikachu is my favorite movie even though it's only three stars so cats and dogs is not as good as the text <laughs> pikachu that's pretty interesting though what else did you give the halloween remake to? i gave three stars okay um, okay uh oceans eight three stars <laughs> solo three stars oh it's good three stars okay. i gave isle of dogs three stars I, okay. I would put all of those on the same level i gave I, man i, I gave mandy three stars Okay, now I'm gonna fight you. I'm gonna you, walk into that, like that room movie. and I'm gonna fight you. You know, I gave Thor Fraggle Rock three stars, which is our next movie. <laughs> okay, so yeah, our next movie is a uh, Thor Fraggle Rock Ragnarok. Uh... Shout out to Taiki. Shout out what? To ta- the guy that directed the movie, Fly the Concord. I didn't hear. No, I didn't hear. You, you cut out. For a second. You cut out. We yeah. thought you were oh, doing I'm a shout sorry. out to Joe, whose bit that was. Yeah. Shout out. Sorry, the the fourth beetle, uh. <laughs> the fourth hog boy. Yeah, um, yeah. hog boy. Yeah, fourth hog I, boy. Uh, I I mean, I didn't see longer than I, like I yeah, I held off longer than I wish I would have because I knew I wanted to see it. Um, I'm not like the biggest Marvel movie guy, but uh, I, you know I love the director and I love everything else he's done. So I mean, I'm a pop I already so I love them all, but this is my yeah. favorite. I watch everything, even though I don't. Like I see almost every Marvel movie, even though I'm a fan of only a, like a few of them. That's um, interesting. And I think this Fraggle Rock is is good. It's like a few jokes better than like a Gentleman Six, you know. Um, hmm. And I I think that if it was a hundred percent taking place on Jeff Goldblum's weird sex planet, Sakar, it would be a great movie. But everything that <laughs> happens on Asgard, I'm like, I don't fucking care. Like, yeah. Matt Damon as Loki was great. It's funny. Uh, Anthony Hopkins deserves oh yeah, not funny. to be in this movie because he's. he's well, that's what he said. Like, kill me. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Please yeah. don't make me play Odin anymore. 
Carl Urban is fantastic. He's funny. He will. Goldblum said so. Goldblum, I think, is my favorite part of this movie, other than Korg. Um, oh my god, the, Korg the little and, rock, uh, the little rock, Korg and Mick. rock guy. Yeah, so he's like funny. at yeah. the very end. He's like Mick's dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, be carrying around because I feel him so much guilt. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love the in the middle of the cli- all the climactic action happening, and then he's just like, "Hey, you want to get on my ship?" Like it's just he's very soft and quiet and unassuming. Like, "Hey, my name's Korg. Want to get on my ship?" It's just great. Yeah. I love it. Taika said he based him off of a Kiwi like bouncer of like a club. So like he's like a you know like a door guy yeah. that's just like a fucking yeah. sweetheart, but he's like really yeah. huge and scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think Goldblum. Other than that, Goldblum is my favorite thing about this movie. Um, I think he's yeah. he's doing a lot, and it's all uh, he's said that most of his screen time in this movie is improvised. That's what I heard. Too. Which, which makes sense. Which tracks yeah. and which is like because he doesn't do a ton of like comedy, and the bit where he's like he calls he's like you're trying to get back to Ass Place or Asberg, <laughs> to, to <laughs> instead of Asgard. Like he's got so many jokes in here well, that are clearly like, improvised that are so funny. Well, him like I love his introduction. Him rolling up in the chair, like clapping just a little bit off kilter, and just yeah. like rolling up. He's like, yeah. get me closer, get me closer, and they're like pushing him. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, he, this is he his, melts a guy. His sexually enlightened sex party thing is really up at a hundred here. Yeah, yeah. This is a, this guy's a real Jared, if I can say so. Myself. Time moves differently <laughs> here. Other, elsewhere, I'd be millions of years old. Here, I'm. Mm. And yeah, he does like the looks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, for the listener, Jared just did a perfect Goldblum move with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Because Damn he's an audio medium. He's a real Jared in this movie. Yeah, he's like an impish pansexual DJ. You know, like it's it's really it's the vibe. <laughs> that is that, his superpower. Is pansexual DJ. He's he's like a. I, I have written down that he's like a man that has been alive for millions of years, but spent the whole time eating grapes and getting oiled up at like sex raves. <laughs> like, and I, I feel like his costume in this movie, like he just wore in from home. Like that's what he was wearing. And they're like, Oh, that's better. What than what we had for you? Uh, so just keep wearing that. Just like one weird gold sleeve and yeah, just it's... interesting. Like just a little blue on his chin. Like that's as much alien yeah, as they give like him. A, the little blue and silver, like yeah. soul patch. Yeah. That's all they give him yeah. for alien. Has that ever uh, been done in sci-fi? Like, like a, like a painted on piece of facial hair. Like that, like it looks like a soul Probably. patch, but it's just painted. This, I mean, the '70s happened, so it had. That's to what have I'm happened. saying. Like, yeah, and like in like yeah. like exploitation Flash Gordon era, it had to have happened. Yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. Amazing on him. <laughs> yeah, I think it yeah. looks fucking great. Yeah, so it's great. Uh, and then yeah. last up, we have uh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum, uh, uh, which unfortunately almost turned Levi against Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, I was told two episodes, but I liked it. I don't liked it marathon it. I, yeah, the yeah. I watched sneakers and I, the first ones I watched were sneakers and and ice barbecue. I, I I watched ice cream later, yeah. uh, and I was loving it. And then I went and watched like denim and uh, tattoo, tattoo, and and by the end of it, I was just getting really frustrated because you know he's so mm, ah mm, eh, and like his interesting. Hand, he never just fucking does something and like. He's so non-deliberate with his words and his actions, and he's always kind of, you know, he's jazz. He's flitting from word to word. And, like, I started thinking about it because I was like, imagine if you were, like, Jeff Goldblum, tighten this this 
pipe on this sink or Jeff Goldblum paint this wall. It would take him days to do it <laughs> because he doesn't do anything. Well, because he would go to the hardware yeah. store to buy paint, and then he would get distracted by the idea of hinges, and then exactly. he would go go to the, the 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 place where they make hinges, and then he would, he would meet a small Guatemalan boy, and then go paint meet their his fucking family. bodies blue. Yeah, yeah. he it, like it's just it's it's he seems like an alien in an environment, which is really really interesting. But like, yeah, just like imagine him trying to change a tire, he would just wander off. Like it just so it, it did so make me think because of the tattoo episode. What actor would you get a tattoo of? Because there's a bunch of people getting Goldblum tattoos, and he actually like helps one of the like one of the people he helps do a little bit of the tattoo, which is badass. I don't mm. know if I would get a tattoo of an actor. I I might get a tattoo of like a, a, a like an actor in a role. But like David yeah, Lynch. I would if I had to. The first thing that came to my mind was Nicolas Cage in Raising Arizona because it feels. It feels like badass, or not badass. It feels it feels in line with that character, like. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, yeah. A face-off tattoo would be fun. I would probably I would do like Harry Dean Stanton in Paris, Texas, <laughs> like wandering in the Ooh, desert. Ooh, that is or your boy. Like that. <coughs> yeah, that'd be bless cool. you. Yeah, thank you. But like I a Mad yeah, Max I, tattoo. I don't know that I would ever get like I have a tattoo of Adam Driver or like you know my guy yeah. my guys are are Stanton Driver kind of hopper but like i don't know if i'd ever get a tattoo of any of them but yeah. like yeah i'd get like a paris texas tattoo maybe yeah you know makes sense listeners decide you, what our next tattoo is going to be uh with the hashtag uh hog boys forever hey for real <laughs> donate enough money and i'll get my first tattoo 20 I'll bucks get, donate I'll 20 get. bucks to our patreon that's not enough that's not what i meant <laughs> Enough. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler's no. gonna get world's worst. Yeah, his first twenty dollar tattoo. I'll, yeah. I'll get I'll get a tattoo of something for this. I don't care. Oh, hell never, yeah! I don't care about my skin. Was that what you were gonna ask, Tyler? Oh, I was gonna say, if there was one fiction, like a character who has tattoos, and you could get that tattoo on you, do you have one in mind? I don't think for I me, do. It'd be okay. I was just thinking about because for me it'd definitely be like Nick Cage with the Woody Woodpecker tattoo from Raising Arizona. From Raising Arizona, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Not like John so. Wick, like a full back, cool. like alien or no, no, uh, uh, angel, <laughs> alien yeah. angel. Same I would thing. get, I would get Angelina Jolie's tattoo that she has <laughs> in real life. That she shows up in one hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know? Huh? I. Movie, you can see my half, big ass get out half, of that yeah, fucking I was gonna say, healing bath. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say half half of that movie is tattoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I dude, I That's I funny. went I, and this is kind of weird, you know. But thirteen year old boys, I went. Uh, I saw Wanted in theaters, and then I, when I was at the movie theater the next week, seeing something else, left my movie to go into Wanted, like you know, however many <laughs> minutes in with a friend to show them the scene in that movie where, where she gets out of the bath. And, uh, uh I remember he, like, I, it was at, like at the time everybody was like, man, cool. You know, like, you know what time yeah. it's at? Let's go check it out. You know, like it was, and now it's I look so back funny. at that and I'm like, you oh, were the man, Mr. Skin of your friends. Fucking gross. Yeah, man. It's nasty. I thought I about it. I would get Jack Sparrow's tattoo, the, his little, his little, little bird. Cause that was oh, the be- good, one yeah. of the beginnings of me doing voices and driving my parents. Really? Crazy. Uh, was doing Jack really? Sparrow. Just saying, where's the rum gone? Yeah, where's the rum? And just really falling into it and then just kind of acting drunk all the time. It was fun. 
Oh, wow, that's really good. That's really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's a useless talent. It's not useless. No, it's not. You can do, you know, impressions on this podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. about the only time I get to use it. Yeah, what, uh, Your parents it has, get to hear it all over again. I know. <laughs> yeah, other than annoying your parents, it has one quantifiable use. Man, I wonder if we – there was a Halloween where I dressed up like him. Uh, I, I'm sure my parents have a picture somewhere that I'll get them to put up on the Instagram. Oh, uh, I would love that. Being a little wig as a Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> is that racist now? Is that a, is that okay to do? Me uh, okay. Yeah, you're okay. Uh, I don't okay. know. It's fine. I, 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 I like, don't think I I'm like appropriating pirate culture, so I think yeah, I'm yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're like pirate. We, yeah, were pirates yeah. ever like subjugated in this country? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm I'm appropriating drunk culture. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. now I'm not anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're just actually drunk. You just are. Uh, uh, so now we come to my favorite part of the podcast. Uh, our resident uh, time hysterian, uh, which this episode is me. <laughs> Um, uh, it gets to do uh, my timeline for Jeff Goldblum um, after the last two episodes where the boys uh, shattered uh, the, my, my off the cuff timeline I actually I wrote one up um, so uh, here that is the history goal, by the it's way. a game of one-upsmanship yeah. of uh, Goldblum yeah, by, by the end of this podcast we're going to be writing a whole book <sighs> timeline cut two Mac, on an exploratory mission to find women to sleep with, ends up meeting Valerie, an intelligent if underutilized cosmetologist. They <laughs> leave the planet together, but he finds himself drawn back to Earth and the strange, strange creatures he meets there. The problem is, their interplanetary travels have turned Valerie into someone of a nymphomaniac, so Mac poses as a reporter to try and find someone who can help her with her issues. He stumbles <laughs> upon a doctor in Yugoslavia who's able to cure people with bizarre maladies. She's cured, but falls in love... And falls for another in Egg Bagley Jr. This leads Mac, despondent, as he turns to philosophy to try and cure himself. Uh, cure himself, ending up in San Francisco, where he gets embroiled in another alien species, having also discovered Earth. He decides to run away from his new friends in order to protect them as long as he can, having to re reinvent himself once again. Just like fucks off from uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, like because that's the last we see of his character. He just runs off screen. So that was Mac. Oh yeah, he yeah he runs away to save everyone. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, he just like gives up on uh, uh, San Francisco. Um, this leads Mac to become obsessed with the idea of separating man from other DNA, trying to hide behind the idea of a teleporter. Accidentally stumbling across Valerie once again, who has started life for herself as a journalist, no longer remembering Mac. They are drawn together by sheer chemistry, and Mac ruins. Uh, himself in his distracted state ruining his relationship with Valerie he lets her think he's killed her to go uh, to kill uh, she's killed him to go spend time with his friends and mourn what he's lost in South Carolina so we get the fly uh, to the big chill <laughs> I wrote it out but it's still a whirlwind baby well, you you I was gonna say that you you're, you're you keep going you got you had some momentum uh, feeling like he needs to do more to help uh, his adopted planet, he decides he wants to cure people's allergies to dogs. Really, he's just tired of shaving and wants to be blue again. Uh, and succeeds <laughs> in making a cure. His experience with gene splicing, having practiced quite a lot of lifetimes, he gets called to help with a dinosaur park run awry, which he has also tried to warn them against before. He steps in to avoid catastrophe, only for aliens to once again invade. 
This time, Mac decides to take a more active role in fighting the alien scourge and helps in taking down one of the motherships. Deciding that maybe it's his presence on Earth that's caused it to be constantly invaded, he leaves Earth and makes a phone home for himself in Sakaar, the world's dumpster. Universe's dumpster. <laughs> Due to his knowledge of various engineering feats, he manages to build a life for himself across various lifetimes and also sex parties. Uh, his time there collapses and he realizes he misses Earth. He returns and decides to catalog the things that fascinate him from the humans there, from ice cream <laughs> to exorbitantly priced tennis shoes. Oh, he even discovers a celebration for an Earth creature that looks surprisingly like Mac, even helping to permanently mark one of the Earthlings with his likeness. Uh. Mac decides to spend the rest of his life playing jazz and making life for himself among the Earthlings. Aw, yeah, you brought in the real life. Baby! I think, well done. The I like funniest that. part is you were like, wanting to do something for the huge like out of all of the like this different scientists and like contributions of jeff goldman's characters you're like and he you know feeling the humanitarian wanted to cure the earth of their dog allergy <laughs> but really just wanted to stop shaving he wanted to be blue again yeah yeah and he was tired <laughs> of funny. using all that nair yeah see you gotta that's why you gotta write it out you do there's like because you know it ends up like everybody's timeline ends up like i, I think i've realized that i feel like they're always like you have to go through perfunctory stops just to like make a few jokes, you know. Like that's the whole, that's the fun of it. Good job, man. Good job, Jared. Still think it's not as good as y'all's, but I feel a lot better about that than Gosling. No, no, no. It's not the point, yeah. baby. I just, I just wanted to make my friends happy. Good job. I'm, I'm, I, I agree. Um, because every, every time I write the timeline, I'm like, I wish I wasn't writing the timeline but then i end up getting kind of invested and having fun and like, oh yeah you know. yeah i love so. the story of mac and i also i'm waiting for us like we're gonna we're gonna like finish season two and like you know we're gonna have a few listeners and a couple people are gonna be like yeah you got, i don't know why you guys do the timelines <laughs> you know like, <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a lot of work yeah like why the is whole- it called yeah, why is it yeah, called the, the same guy, different movie again? Yeah, the like, whole uh, the whole premise of the podcast, like it kind of just seems like you guys are dicking around. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you good caught us, Yeah, good job. Uh, so now, uh, where we talk oh, about yeah. uh, our our, th- our three things. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the sexiest performance, role. sexiest, and then the bop. Yeah, well, in the movie you'd mm. recommend. The yeah, bop. the bop. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Levi, I'll let you start us this time. Uh, favorite performance? Oh, can I actually go second because I haven't decided at all? Okay, Tyler. I, I'll go even though I haven't decided at all except one. Uh, obvious, obvious, uh, uh, obvious, obvious, even though a runner-up would be Independence Day with the cigar in his mouth. Mm. No, screw it. That's because I already know everybody else else's pick for sexiest Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Independence Day. Popping out of the spaceship with a cigar, okay? Sexy. I wrote that in okay. my notes. Like, it's hard to beat that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, him and, well, yeah. when him and Will Smith are walking with them like, yeah, across the desert. So, yeah, dude. So cool. Crazy, um, crazy hot. Best, and then best, am I picking best picture? No, no his best Is performance. Tyler, how do you not remember this by now? We've done this four I times. Know. I always get so hung up on what I think is sexier now because I don't For, have sexy, Sexiest. Best and then performance, the performance, and then the movie, like the film that you like the best, oh, the performance yeah. you like the best, and the sexiest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, best performance, The Fly. It's The Fly. Yeah, easy. Um, right. Best picture. And then, and then the Bop. Ooh. Oh my God! Best Sorry. picture is two of the letters in Bop. 
Oh yeah, there you go. Best old picture. Yeah. Bob. That's gonna be our uh, pin. Yeah, it's yeah. just gonna be best Best overall picture. Bob. Overall picture. Yeah, yeah. It's easy. It's right yeah, I there. Love it. Hey, we're figuring um, okay. it out live. The bop is uh ooh. If someone wants to divine, design a pin for us that's uh bop best overall picture. Oh boy. I'm just gonna I'll just go with it. Invasion of the body statures. Why not? Yeah. Even Hell though yeah. I know if I saw the fly again. Um, I'd probably just go with the fly, but yeah, there's it. There it is. Yeah. Okay. Levi or Jared. Leviathan. I'll go. Uh, sexiest I think is Earth Girls Are Easy. Um, I know that's it. Sounds kind of chaotic. Shaved. He's pre-shaved? covered in blue. Shaved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's specifically yeah. when he. I think it's when he comes out. I don't know. Even some of the pre-shaved shaved stuff where he's just like well, real curious it, and he's talking to the like answering machine. It's how kind he is. Like whenever he they're at the party yeah. and he's playing piano and Gina Davis is talking to him, like it's not only is he sexy and he's rocking some truly illegal hair. Like yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> insane. Uh but yeah, he's just so sweet, you know, because he's not yeah. a person and he's not a man, you know, and it's like he's just uh he's like a being and I think that's I think it's I think it's hot. Um performance, I'm gonna go body snatchers. I think it's interesting because it's our first one. But I think it's the best deployment of his his bibbity bop, you know, his like jazz, is the paranoia, mm-hmm. and I just it works yeah. so well. It's maybe a little less showy than some of the other stuff. It's a little less accomplished, but he could do that for the rest of his life, and he'd be an incredible character actor. And I just I think that's my favorite version of him. And then my my best overall picture, my bop bop of the week certified is going to be the fly. Um, and I think that in the beginning of the fly, before he turns, he is such a cutie pie too. Um, and it would be maybe that would be the sexiest performance if I was feeling a little freaky. But uh, yeah, but it's not. So alas, I mean, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I, I feel like I could have I could have gone either way on both of those movies for best best performance and best picture. Like they're yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's I, tough. I would I would agree with you 100 percent on that. Yeah. Jerry. Jerry. So sexiest. Y'all know I love a daddy. <laughs> Lost World. He's a Lost chaos World? mathematician. Yeah, yeah. He's in a leather right. jacket. He's, he's fighting bad, dinosaurs. He's, yeah, he's yeah. a leather jacket. He's he is a bad a daddy. daddy. A bad daddy. He is a bad father. <laughs> he's a bad father. He's a bad you know daddy. I love a daddy, and he is a bad daddy. Uh, best performance. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, Fraggle Rock because he is just having fun. You and weirdo. I, uh, no, I just like I feel like he's just they just like it's yeah respect- do whatever you it's want. Totally, it's he's hanging out with Taika. Uh, he's got a like he's just kind of bopping around and he's an alien and I love it. Well, it's a comedy performance, which yeah. is like or it's 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 more comedic than his other stuff. Yeah, he doesn't get to do that a lot, and I, yeah, I just really appreciate that. Uh, and for my bop, it's the movie that I want people to go watch. I'm gonna say Cats and Dogs because I want people to go <laughs> laugh at this movie that I did not expect. Jared, yo, Cats and Dogs being your best picture just got inked on your permanent record. By the way, <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> go watch this movie; yeah. it weirdly holds up. Yeah, that is a we, black we, we mark went, on your. It is a pre 9 11 America, just barely. <laughs> We, we shit, did we, look we that didn't up. talk about that. We did look that up during yeah. the movie. We're like, this came oh, out in 2001. Right. Was it that's before right. or after 9-11? And it's just barely and like, before. And I, yeah, I, you can tell. You can tell. Like, that's something I talk. Like, I feel like we need to break that up into our stuff more is like 
pre 9-11 movies are just different like there's a more innocence to them to me like it's they're a little wackier and sillier and funny that movie can only exist pre 9-11 they don't take their their shoes off at the airport because they're not in the airport in the movie but they still don't have to (laughs) but yeah the the reason they don't take their shoes off at the airport is because they don't go to an airport airport, but they still don't have to (laughs) yeah so they don't uh hey when did he join the illuminati (sighs) i cats and dogs is it the goatee is the goatee to give no away? it's 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 jurassic park it was after jurassic park yeah it's so it's what's what came in between lost world and someone, Jurassic Park. someone broke it down actually i looked up a video so they were like jeff goldblum uh two eyes two bipedal t-rex bipedal t-rex dinosaur jeff goldblum jurassic park <laughs> like, how do we not get to this in uh in conspiracy corner because it's not mine it's somebody else's i don't want to okay. be a jerk Hey, I love you. Well, no, but that's no, that's what you're doing though. Like you have to report the information. It's not an you do the right, deep another conspiracy thing. corner. Another conspiracy. Yeah. Tyler's conspiracy corner. Tyler's conspiracy corner. Yeah. Tyler's corner from the top. Tyler's conspiracy corner. Yeah. And they got breaks it down more. I mean, there's a lot of numbers, you know, two bipedal t-rex jeff goldblum dinosaurs uh and then i forget but he gets into three it's because he was oh because uh he was born in 53 or something yeah and then three three sides to a triangle the eye of illuminati jeff goldblum has eyes jeff goldblum's (laughs) in the illuminati it was something like that hot take i think it's 52 that's two him and Gina Davis. That's why they. That's why they got divorced. He got in. She didn't. He's like deuces. I think it was Independence Day. I could see that. Oh, good one. Good well, just, one. It's yeah. in between the Jurassic Parks and. Uh, yeah. It's got aliens. Ooh, also Tyler. My mom bought me a bottle of red wine as like a oh, welcome yeah? to Houston present. Cool. Called Illuminati. And, oh, and I was like, Mom, it's Illuminati wine. And she was like, I listened to the podcast. So shout out, Mom. You're the best. Thank you, Levi's Mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. I think that was a, a, another great one for the books, my boys. Uh, oh, yeah. Who's next? Who's next, Tyler? Uh, this is all Tyler's you. pick. He's Tyler's been thinking pick. about this. Bill Paxton. Uh, and for what? my for my parents that will be confused, not Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton. They are they Bill, are different people. Bill, that son of a bitch, Paxton, Twister Man, the aliens, brother in Tombstone, the Apollos, yeah, yeah. Coconut <laughs> Pete, baby. Oh, coconut peas. So we'll, we'll never be discussing this. I'm we, holding a fake will, joint in my hand right now. We will put up a list of the movies to watch for Paxton. Uh, has anyone got anything they want to plug before we uh, we sign off? Uh, I want to plug um, the scene. Look it up on YouTube. The scene with the girl doing the gymnastics and kicks the raptor, the velociraptor in the face. I want to plug that. Yeah, it's a good plug. So he wants to plug a, a, a scene from Jurassic World. <laughs> it's called lost world jurassic world's the other thing. oh shit you're right i want to plug our yeah. twitter which we haven't used or our instagram yeah we have an insta we, we it, yeah if everyone could go follow our insta or twitter oh our yeah website. Jared, you need to do that he never calls to action oh yeah call to action go go uh subscribe to our instagram uh same guy different movie uh we have a facebook same guy different movie podcast 
We have a website, sdgmpodcast.com, or you can go there from buenojack.com, which is a website <laughs> I bought and did nothing with. Uh, <laughs> I bought it and did anything with it, so now it goes to our Jared website. Jarediscool.net also links there. <laughs> Onlygoodjared.com goes there. Yeah. A one, the a one good Jared. A good Jared is hard to find. A good Jared's hard to find. That's the other possible name for this podcast. But uh, yeah. hey, what's the name of this episode, guys? A few good Jareds. Uh, oh, all that glitters is gold, gold bloom. I, I, or is it oh, just okay. all that glitters is? Oh bloom? no, what was? Oh no, there's gold bloom. There's gold bloom and them our hills. There we That's go. That's incredible. So, yeah, name yeah, this yeah. episode is there's gold and then. There's gold bloom Thanks. and them their heels. No, there's gold and them thar blooms. Yes, there we go. <laughs> So uh, thank, sure. thanks once again for uh, holding with us through this two hours of podcast, and we well, will and go on go on iTunes and go give on us iTunes, five stars. Five stars, and you will get into the the secret society of your dreams. The the the, the Hogboy Illuminati. Thanks so, everybody. Yeah, Jared, do the sign off. I like it when you do the sign off. We'll see y'all in another time. No, 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 no. No, what is this? No. <laughs> it's well, it well, it's that. But then you say I've been Jared is, Jack. Oh, and then and then we get to say our names. Oh, I've been yeah. Jared Jack. This and is Tyler. Let's try that again. No, let's litigate this I, right now on air. Who's I, second I like, and who's third? I like to be second. Okay, you're but, in the middle of the sandwich. Because I I think you have a better uh, audio voice than me. So I'm like the soft center in between the two cookies oh you're the cream and the oreo you're the meat i'm the meat you're the the bologna and the oreo oh man okay cool all right let's try that again so uh uh, for same guy different movie uh i was jared jack tyler alabady and levi dunning and we will see you in another timeline that was great